This is Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale. Uh, yeah, guys. Dude, we're playing. We're playing stuff. We're not on. I can hear myself. We can hear you too, but uh, what are you playing? I'm playing DCS stuff. We're not here. here. I don't have anything funky going on. It's playing in the machine. It's not playing on air. All right. Well, I guess I don't have a DCS. This is the most unusual thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, hey, look. Here we go. Oh, attack. And America goes to war. Jorge enjoyed marginal success in the 1960s and 70s as a top 40 disc jockey in Yenem's Belt, North Dakota. And wound up sub-hosting for popular talk show host Neil Rogers. And then he died. You know, it's been said that, uh, well, they said something. Join us tomorrow night when Biography looks at the life of Larry Hovind. Oh, he's a little guy, kind of funny looking. We'll start the real show after this. If you're a saving human a season, you're gonna go to limbo. If you're not a Christian, that is the reason. You're gonna go to limbo. 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 If you're a Jew, I'm sorry for you. You're gonna go to limbo and purgatory, but that's another story. You better off in limbo. Limbo. The waiting room of limbo. 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 The waiting room of limbo. Everybody, welcome to limbo. Please have a seat, you soon won't be leaving the waiting room of limbo. Old magazines and packs and TV, that's what you get in limbo. Limbo, limbo, the waiting room of limbo. You're gonna go to limbo. 104-560 WQAM, so I think that was an act of God that the uh, program button wasn't pushed on the board here. And I can't imagine, uh, you know, not to say that other people have the keys to the studio, but I don't want to go making wild accusations that probably uh, I bumped it somehow, even though it's way over here away from anything. So I have no idea. So sorry about that technical uh, ineptitude there at the beginning of the show. So it's still George in for Neil until Monday, for those of you who are tuning in late. And those of you who missed yesterday, just a little bit of follow-up on the whole school thing, because now the... Uh, the repercussions are coming out of the whole voucher thing. Just a couple little follow-up notes. And I'd, I might have dreamed it. It might have been a drug-induced uh, dream that I had, but I can swear that somebody called yesterday that made a point that it's only going on in four schools, only the four worst schools, uh, and the students who go there are available to get school vouchers so that they can take these vouchers and cash them in for tuition at any private school, including the religious schools. But that's this year. Next year, it'll be 169 schools as they change the standards. And on and on it goes. Like I said, this is just the beginning of this whole big plot to use your tax dollars to uh, fund private school education. 
including religious schools, which is the part that burns me the most. And the teachers' union hates this idea. They're opposed to it in the Herald today. And uh, Joe Cotton, spokesman for the Washington-based Americans United for Separation of Church and State, is opposed to it and says it's unconstitutional and there will be legal ramifications and lawsuits and they're going to take the state to court. Uh, people will. There will be court cases challenging this because you can't use tax dollars to uh, fund religious ex uh, executions, uh, institutions. You can't send tax dollars to churches or schools that are run by churches. Not that we want to say that in these schools they pursue a religious agenda in the education thing, and, and which I don't really care about that. I don't care if you want to brainwash your own children. That's, that's fine. I just don't want to pay you to brainwash your own children. You know, be my guest, but don't expect to do it with my money, my tax dollars. That's what offends the rest of us. And the people that don't understand the concept of separation of church and state, and it's usually very religious people that want to bring prayer into schools and religious education into schools and want to make their religious beliefs part of law and part of legislature, like, uh, like the obscenity issues and the abortion issue and the euthanasia issue. They want to bring their, their religious position into the legal system based on that. These people don't understand that separation of church and state is designed to protect you, the religious person, from a government telling you how to pursue your religion and how, what kind of religious views you can have. Now, yes, Christianity is the overwhelmingly popular religion here in the United States. It isn't the only one, but it's the fattest one, no question about that. So these people would not have a problem with a Christian government and a government imposing Christian ideals upon people, but everyone else would have a problem with that. And you as a Christian would not want your government taking another religion's position and putting another religion's position into the schools or into law. You would freak out if five times a day they, sound, they rang a bell and we all had to roll our carpets out and face Mecca. And I don't want the people coming up going, oh, but this country was founded by Christians. It was, you know, founded on the basis of religious freedom. It was founded on the basis of religious persecution, at least in the case of the pilgrims, economically in the case of Jamestown, but the pilgrims, uh, you know, they were persecuted. So it's very hypocritical to persecute other people religiously in the law when, you know, based on the fact that the country was founded by refugees fleeing politi uh, political, religious persecution, the government imposing its religious views on these people, the pilgrims. It's, it's very hypocritical. But that's not what I wanted to get into today. That's just a, a tie-in to the school thing. And, you know, we have yet to see if this whole voucher system is going to fly because there are going to be people taking them to taking the state to court over the fact that tax dollars are going to churches. And that's what's going to happen. And that's what everybody's all pissed off about. But the, the religious thing is, well, let's, let's stay with the religion and school type thing. They, they want equal time. Equal time, that's going to be hard to accomplish. Like um, in high schools when they go into evolution and geology and the history of the world, etc., and so on, the religious people want equal time to teach creationism in school. What, what's there to teach? I spent an afternoon with a kid and, and taught her creationism. She, she knows the, the creationism of uh, three or four different world religions already. 
including uh, Judeo-Christianity. How much time is that going to take? God did it. There you go. Next subject. You don't have to deal with, with uh, Jurassic, Triassic, uh, you know, Cretaceous period. You don't have to deal with all of the geology, carbon dating. You don't have to deal with all of that stuff. God did it. That's the short version. You can get into the long version. What would that take? A period? 55 minutes of a class to do the long version of the uh, biblical creation story? And you're lucky today, Joe, even though I'm uh, doing Bible stuff today. I didn't bring my Bible today. I'm going to have to do it all from memory, which is no problem because, you know, I read it forwards and backwards. You could teach the long version of creation in one class period. I, I, I don't have a problem with that. By all means, tell the kids all of the creation stories of all of the world's religions. You could do them all in one class period. I mean, how complicated can they be? The, the Bible one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without, without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And then God said, let there be light, and there was light, and then he created everything else, you know, the rivers and the lakes and the streams and the clouds and the flowers and the trees and the animals and man, took man's rib, created Eve. They ate the fruit. They were cast out. Angel, flaming sword, rough life, painful childbirth. How long did that take? Fifteen seconds. So go, you know, be my guest. Teach creation in school so that the children can have a good laugh, like my daughter did when I told her all these uh, wonderful stories, including the ones older than the Bible. By all means, be my guest. 11 after 10 on 560 WQAM. Only one South Florida radio station has the hammer. And you're listening to it at Goldberg. Weekday afternoons at 2, Sports Radio 560 QAM. Father O'Toole, God. In the 50s, Robert Young made people laugh and Father Knows Best. Now, this great series is back, starring a few Catholic priests who like it young in the return of Father Knows Best. Step into the confessional, Billy. I don't know, Father. This makes the 47th time I've been in there this week. Oh, Billy, you want to be a good Catholic, don't you? Yeah, but does everybody get a spanking? <laughs> Father Knows Best. It's the Vatican's best-kept secret, and you've got a private seat for all the fun. Just enter the rectory from the rear. All right, Billy boy, it's time for your flute lesson. But, Father, your flute has only one hole, and it doesn't make any noise. Oh, it will, Billy. It will. <laughs> Father Knows Best. Once you've seen this new sitcom, you'll wonder why you've never heard about it. Let me introduce you to St. Peter. <laughs> Oh, going to church may not seem very entertaining, but there really is something funny going on here. I'm just off my rocker today. It must be that, you know what, I'm extra wired on caffeine because Baskin Robbins was in on the first team show, bringing the uh, the cappuccino, whatever the hell they're called. Blast. The cappuccino blast. And it was a blast, all right. Sugar and uh, double dose of caffeine this morning, so I'm, I'm very hopped up. I'm very wired. Uh, taking care of some business. Real quickly here, because uh, we are whoring the show this week while the old man's gone. The Fort Lauderdale Air and Sea Show is going on this weekend. Isn't this this weekend? So I'm going to read this thing here. QAM invites you to catch all the action of the Fort Lauderdale Air and Sea Show this weekend, like I said, from the Howard Johnson Hotel located on Fort Lauderdale Beach. Lots of QAM activities from the QAM van parked right in front of the Howard Johnson's Hotel. For room information, call the Fort Lauderdale Beach Howard Johnson's at 954 563 2451. See, I paid for this envelope I just got. See how it works around here? Joe, you taking notes? So, uh, also on business, we've got lunch coming in today from, where's the menu? Unsubbed. 
unsubbed, which is one of these power smoothie, funky pita sub uh, salad places in Miami, 95 North, Northwest 1st Street. Haven't had any uh, food from there yet, so we'll see if it's good or what the deal is, uh, et cetera, and so on. What else from business? I guess that's it. So the God thing, and just to bring people up to date who haven't heard George's God thing before. Yes. Is this going to be a religious show? Okay. Pretty much. I mean, I got the other stuff. We've got updates on the school things, more inf- you know, new information on the school thing. We can talk about the Chinese spy. We can do more on uh, more on. We can do more on the school voucher thing. Whatever the hell they want. Just wondering. But basically, that's what's you know, that's what's eating my craw today. I like to do one a week. Nobody wanted to talk about the women's issues. I tried repeatedly to get people to talk about the women's issues. Women, you know, your feet are neglected. The man isn't giving you orgasms. Please, you know, I wanted. I tried, but. Uh, we don't have a female audience. Unless we're giving something away, all of a sudden they come crawling out of the woodwork. Or if it's some kind of a bigoted issue they can sink their teeth into for some reason, they like to uh, jump up for that. But, you know, standing up for their right to get a foot massage and an orgasm from men, apparently they have no interest uh, or they don't know what they're missing. In any event, so Friday we're going to hook the thing up if my friend John is listening to the professional masseur. Is it masseur or masseuse? You'd think I'd know. I've heard masseuse. Whatever. The, uh, the rubbing guy. He's going to be here on Friday. Janina's going to be here on Friday. We're going to get her a foot massage. And any of the ladies in the building also who would like a foot massage, we'll, uh, we'll arrange that. You'll be the pimp. You'll be setting up schedules. Josh Friedman wanted a foot massage. Okay, then. It'd be a good trick to play on your friend. Yeah, that'd, that'd be funny. Friedman, the beast, Hank in here. No, I don't want Josh Friedman in these studios, at least not sitting down on any of the chairs, with all due respect with all due uh, disrespect to Josh Friedman. So if you've never heard the George Religious shows before, it goes something like this. I don't know if there is a God. I am an agnostic. I don't have a problem with God. God is my buddy. I don't fear the judgment day. I would like there to be a God, and I would like there to be a judgment day, and, and I wish very strongly for a judgment day. And I, not only do I want there to be a judgment day, I want there to be a judgment day with big bleachers so that we can all sit there and watch everyone get judged. And I have no fear about standing before the throne of God and explaining my life before the big bearded guy, if there is one. No fear, no problems. I feel much more secure now than I did when I was a Christian. And I do have a lot of Christian history, for those of you who didn't uh, catch any other shows. Speaking of Christian history, by the way, if I may deviate, tragedy in the family. The a niece, a daughter of my sister in Montana, they live in the Yak uh, mountain range area. It's not a town, it's an area, and all there, there is there is a trading post slash gas station slash post office in the middle of this wilderness. And we are talking a, a wilderness for, you know, 100 miles in every direction, except that, you know, Libby, Montana is the closest town to it, but basically there's nothing out there. And some of the houses have power and some don't. And the house that my newly, well, relatively newly wed about a year or so ago, uh, niece and new mother and her new husband, we're staying in the house that he, with the help of his family, built a log cabin, two-story log cabin that he designed, and uh, it burnt down and came crashing in on their heads. They were awakened by the burning roof crashing in on their head, on their bed. They got out with the baby without uh, getting scathed by the fire, but everything in the house, including the family dog, did not make it out. Um all the wedding presents, everything. They had everything new. It was all, you know, it was a big community effort getting them all set up, both sides of the family. It's all gone. So I called the sister 
And since I uh, am a heathen, I, I didn't say thank God that they're at, uh, you know that they got out okay. And I didn't say that I would be praying for them. I said I'd be sending them a check because that's that's all I can do as a worldly uh, secular person that I am. And she said thank God because all of our friends have been calling up saying thank God that they're okay and our prayers are with you, but no one has called to offer any money or goods up to this point. So thank you for that. So I'll be I'll be cutting them a check. So just on a, on a side, by the way, they're born again Christian for what it's worth, as my sister is. Um, but I'm sure it was God that helped them get out alive. Now why is this phone ringing? That's the strangest thing when I already had it on Do Not Disturb. The kooky possessed by the devil phone in here. So basically, the whole point of the whole God discussion today is and especially in the wake of this uh, school voucher and separation of church and state thing, is I really think that we can agree to disagree. Because I do... Now, look, listen to this. Somebody ringing that phone. You and I, answer and I've, got the, I've got the do not disturb. Maybe I, it's okay. God calling for you. Hello, is this God? Hello? Who are you? You called me. Who are you? Why are you calling this line? This is the uh, on-air line. You're on the air. At least I am. Stop bugging me at this extension. Okay, Lee. Go back and sell something, all right? Good luck to you. Love you. Lee Cutler, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Lee Cutler. Should have guessed. The bane of your existence? Is that... Uh, we don't like Lee Cutler? No, I, I like right. Lee Cutler. It's just easier. To get anyway, on. that was very goofy. That thing's going to be ringing all day long. So... I have Christian people and you know friends and families, and we agree to disagree, and I think that we can do that in this country as long as the religious people, whatever religious uh, you are, understand that we really have a problem with you bringing the religious views into the legislature and into the schools, because you can't argue with God. God said it. He's not a liar. He's all-knowing. No, there you go. Here's the phone again. Hello, Godline. Yes. Yes. Um, Bye. I don't. I don't know what to. Uh... Just unplug it at the base. There, I hit the IO. Do you think that's going to work? Cause no. I have the DND. Now I hit the IO. Let's see if that. Let's see if that helps anything. Who's that? That was Lee again. What so anyway, want? where was I? Separation of church and state. We can agree to disagree. You can't argue with God. The only problem is God really didn't say anything. Man said that God said. All of these religious books, all of these religious views, man said that God said. In the letters to the editor this morning, and I don't know why they print these things, I don't know why they print sermons in the letters to the editor, Francis Mahoney says, Francis Mahoney from Fort Lauderdale, and, and, I, don't, I, and I don't even understand this, it is not always convenient for a mother to give birth to a child. However, many courageous moms do so every day. Likewise, it is not always easy to keep God's commandments, but he tells us, that the reward is eternal life. No, Francis, he didn't tell us that. Some people wrote that down. Some people told us that God said that. Some people who claimed that God told them that wrote that down. And that makes it as valid as if I, I have a legal pad right here and you have one in there also. And Joe Castello could write down, George is the son of God. And if you believe in George, you'll go to heaven. He, you could write that down. That doesn't make it so. Even though Joe Castello was alive right now and you could question him and you could make him take a polygraph test. 
And so some of us do not want to take humans' words for it. Oh, but you have to have faith. Understand something, that if you have faith in a story, you're having faith in the storyteller, not the subject of the story. The storyteller could be a really good storyteller, and the hero of his story could be a very brave and noble hero without flaw. But the story is only as valid as the storyteller's honesty. We never met these people. We don't know who these people were. We don't know if they really existed, the people who supposedly wrote this stuff down many years after the events took place, by the way. So you're asking me to have faith in the words of a man that I never met. Jesus never wrote anything down. His followers, his groupies, supposedly wrote the stuff down that he said, years later, by the way. And presumably, they got it all right and didn't misquote Jesus at all. And they're the ones that said that he's the Son of God. And they're the ones that said that he said that he's the Son of God. That by believing in him, we should not perish but have everlasting life. Some of us don't want to take the word of humans for, for anything. Some of us are very skeptical. Some of us like a little bit more than just a story and a book. And that's all you have. And when we come back from the break, we'll, give, we'll get into some examples, and then we'll open the phones up, and I'll see if anybody can answer some of the very specific questions I will have today, some of the challenges. We'll be doing the religious challenge today, the God challenge, the challenge for all of the clergy out there who keep taking people's money by rehashing the same old swill that they've been rehashing for thousands of years. 1028 on 560 WQAM. Kim Bocamper talks sports. Weekends right here on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Sister Mary Catherine, Jesus. Oh, this isn't a bit, by the way. It's the Reverend Theophis Robinson. From his new album, I Shall Know Him. Catch So anyway, so here's the challenge. Here's the deal. Because some of us need a little bit more than that. For example... The religious people are always attacking science, which is all they can do to support their claims is to attack everything that discounts it and basically proves it all to be a bunch of crap they, because they have no material of their own. And by material, I mean material, things you can put your hands on, things you can put under a microscope, things you can analyze, because that's how science works. And the response from the religious people is always, well, that's not the way God works. God works in mysterious ways. It's a, well, you know what? That's the way the real world works. You don't need, I mean, if you want proof that science is real, first of all, you're listening to my voice right now as it is being carried by invisible waves to your radio. Waves that we can't see, but they exist. How do you know they exist? You don't have to take my word for it. You're hearing my words. There you go. The radio waves exist, magnetic waves. A little diaphragm in this little microphone is turning my sound waves, vibrations in the air, into electromagnetic waves, which the transmitter transmits. And then your antenna picks it up 
and an amplifier amplifies those magnetic waves into your speaker and you get sound. That, that's overly generalized, but that's essentially how radio and uh, you know television and all that stuff works. You can look around at the buildings. Everything that you see that didn't occur naturally is a product of science. The clothes that you're wearing, your car, the airplanes flying through the sky, there you go. Now the Bible, just to take one of them, because after all, it is the biggest one in the country and the one that's causing all the problems in our lives by trying to intrude itself into the lives of those of us who want nothing to do with it except as comic relief, which is all that it's good for anymore or ever as far as I'm concerned. The Bible makes a very specific claim that if you found those claims in a scientific book, you would find them outlandish. And like when I was a little kid, the, the next door neighbor got a, a chemistry set. It was a, uh, it was a chemistry magic set. It was a combination chemistry and magic set. It was basically all these magic tricks that you can do with a chemistry set and all these games that you could do with this chemistry set. And among the other things, including turning the water into wine, the different, you know, litmus infused, uh, water liquids that they had in there that turned uh, you know from clear into purple and then clear again depending on what you mixed in them which was kind of cool the water and the wine trick but it had a, uh, a baking soda vinegar rocket kit in there and it had the samples of baking soda and vinegar and we read the instructions on how it works if you mix baking soda and vinegar you know it's an acid and a base and it uh, makes a lot of foam and that's what is going to propel your rocket into the air and we followed the instructions and what do you know the rocket went into the air it went up into the air in the instructions it said when you run out of the baking soda and vinegar provided in this kit you can use regular household you know vinegar we recommend the uh, white clear vinegar and any uh, you know arm and hammer baking soda any baking soda and i was very dubious i said no way they've got you know funky specific chemicals in this kit no way that just the regular household uh, vinegar and stuff will do it and what do you know we tried it and it worked the rocket went up into the air and I said, well, this can't be so. And I went, I went home to my house. I said, maybe this can't be right. And I put a bunch of baking soda in a glass, poured some vinegar in. Hey, what do you know? Big mess. It worked exactly the way that it, it said it would work. That's how science works. Also in this kit, there's the floating egg. Put an egg into a glass. It sinks in uh, tap water. Stir in a bunch of salt. Stir it up. Mix it up. Dissolve the salt. The egg will float. What do you know? The egg floated just like it said it would. When we went to school and they taught us about the rainbow, very different version uh, than the one in the Bible, from the one in the Bible, taught us about the rainbow, not a promise of God, the prismatic effect of, uh, of the sunlight interacting with the raindrops, reflecting them back into your eyes, splitting them up into their uh, component colors. They said, you can try this experiment at home with a garden hose. You know, make the hose do a nice fanny spray kind of a thing. And then get the sun behind you, spray the hose out in front of you, you'll see a rainbow. I said, no way. It can't be that easy. I went home. What do you know? It's that easy. One of the first things I told my kid, you want to find a rainbow, honey? You see where the rain is? If the sun's behind you and the rain is in front of you, you'll see a rainbow. And what do you know? There it is. See, the Bible, religionists throughout history, all of the religions, by the way, they sought to answer man's questions. Because whoever could answer man's questions, guess what? That was the guy in charge. That was the smartest guy around. From the very beginning, we all had questions, just like the little kids ask you questions. Everyone asked questions throughout history. From the time we had language and the ability to ask questions, we were asking questions. Why is the sky blue? What's the big red hot thing? What's that rainbow? Why does the rain fall? What's that, what's that water coming from the heaven? What causes that? 
And of course, they didn't have science. They didn't have a clue. So everyone all over the world made up answers. And whoever had the cleverest answer, that was the guy that they believed. And everyone else was put to death or, you know, whatever. And this was the mouthpiece of God, which is what these clergy people claim to be, the mouthpiece of God. Well, where's your God ID? I'm sorry, I'm not going to take your word for it. Where is your God ID? By whose authority do you collect money in the name of God? By whose authority do you tell people what God wants them to do? Don't hold your book up. I've read it. Don't shake your book at me. Because anybody can write a book. Where's your God ID? Where Do you have the ability to produce any of the effects that are in your book? Can you walk on water? Can you fly? Can you raise the dead? Can you heal the sick? Can you, can you assure me that, that the path to salvation that you're trying to sell me is going to get me to heaven? Have we gotten a phone call or a visit from someone who, uh, who you succeeded in getting into heaven? Who accomplished getting into heaven according to your plan? Where's, where's the uh, phone call? Because some of us are not going to take your word for it. We're just not going to believe what humans say. You've got to believe God's word. It's not God's word. It's man's word. And men are liars. Is it break time already? I could just go on all day long and watch me. 21 till 11 on 560 QAM. This is 560 QAM. The Bible. If you like the book, you'll love the board game. Introducing Go to Hell from Milton Bradley, the board game that tests your faith in God while challenging your knowledge of biblical quotes. <laughs> okay, everybody ready? Yeah, all right, first question. The meek shall inherit the blank. Flatware. Male pattern baldness. The earth. The meek shall inherit the earth. Right. You move ahead five spaces. You other guys, go to hell. Go to hell. The exciting game where you win by forming a deep personal relationship with God before the timer runs out. Okay, on the seventh day, God did what? A golf. He went to one of those all-you-can-eat brunch places. Um, he just puttered around? Wrong. All of you go to hell. <laughs> it was a good book, but now it's a great game. Go to hell. The biblical board game from Milton Bradley. Go to hell. I think I'm already there. 16 till 11, 560 WQAM. Our food's here already. Joe just went to get it, so we'll be giving you a report shortly about that. So here's the, the God challenge very quickly if I may, because the Bible makes very specific claims about salvation, flying, uh, uh, walking on water, healing the sick, raising the dead, etc., and so on. And I've never seen anyone accomplish any of those things with God power. I, I see them accomplishing all of those things with science power, with the exception of the raising the dead, because there is no coming back from that. There's near death. Near death means exactly that. Near death, as in Almost dead, not quite dead, but they got better. That's near death. No one has come back from the death, only the cockroaches. But as far as healing the sick, I, you know, I was in the church, and we had lots of healing services, and people supposedly got sick, but you know what? They died later anyway. Oops. From the same illness that they were supposedly cured from. Oops. They got better, but then they got worse. So God healed them, but only temporarily, apparently. Elijah the prophet, first of all, Elijah and, Mos, uh, and Moses had a novel way of crossing uh, rivers and bodies of water. They, they, they parted before them. I've never seen anyone part any water. Here's the God challenge. A priest, a clergyman, please call up a clergyman. We'll go to a body of water. You can use God to cross the body of water. I'll use science. I will bring a boat or I will use a bridge. Let's see who gets across first. If you win, I'll give you everything I own. Let's have a flying contest. 
Elijah the prophet ascended into heaven. Jesus ascended into heaven. Elijah took a chariot, but the chariot was sent by God. So let's have a flying contest. You bring God's power, and I'll bring science's power, and let's see who can fly. I have a variety of options available at my disposal. I could bring a balloon, a hang glider, an ultralight, an airplane, a rocket, all of, cre all of which are creations of man, creations of science. You bring God power. Let's see who gets the highest. Healing the sick. Me medical science had to fight every, every scrap of knowledge that medical science ever achieved, including and up until today, has been at, at, within, in direct conflict of the religious people who oppose them at every turn. From, from the very beginnings of making it a sin to cut into human flesh to examine what's on the inside of a dead carcass so that they could uh, you know, perform surgery. And every other scientific accomplishment in the world of medical science has been opposed by the church because they're in direct competition with each other. So let's have a sick person. I'll provide the sick person. You bring the power of God that you profess to, uh, to wield, that you keep spouting from the pulpit as, as, as if it were a tangible thing. And I'll bring a doctor. I'll bring a medical scientist. And let's see who treats the illness better. Let's see who can make the person well. Every answer to every question that you've ever had, and, and we don't have the answers to all of our questions. We have more than we did yesterday, and every day we find out more and more. But religion, all of the religions, every single religion of the world, they have not answered any question at all. They've made up a bunch of answers, and they're all wrong. They're all absolutely wrong. Every one, every religion, every answer, they're all wrong. At least, at the very least, they can't be substantiated. Substantiated, as in without substance. They have no substance. They can't be verified, verified from veracity, the truth. I, I, I chuckled out loud, I guffawed when I was driving down the road, and I saw the truth fish eating the Darwin fish. I laughed because I thought, how stupid is this person? It's the truth because they said it's the truth. It's the truth that can't be verified. It's the truth that can't be substantiated. Thank you very much, Unsubbed. Mr. Unsubbed dude, that looks great. Jeff. Jeff. I can't wait to have my power smoothie. As soon as we... Uh, it's an unsubbed smoothie. It's an unsubbed smoothie. I'm sorry, that's a trademark, TM. Very good. So it's an unsubbed smoothie. We got the fat-burning smoothie in there. I can't wait to, uh, to try it out. As well as others. We'll, many, we'll be, many good things. We'll be lunching right after the water-walking contest. That looks uh, spectacular. Hollywood, hello. Hey, how are you? How are we doing? All right. Uh, two things. First of all, I used to be uh, a masseur was a male, and a masseuse was a female. Oh. Now, now it's a uh, massage therapist under the Department of uh, Health. So you hope Th you thank you for clearing that up. The second thing... Uh, the second thing is, I can remember rock and roll back in the 50s, all these religious zealots. Rock and roll was a curse of Satan That's and everything right. else. Oh, 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 thank you for reminding me. Reverend Wayne Logrone, <laughs> Lagrone, was quoted in the paper saying uh, that these kids, the kids that did this thing, were acting under satanic intervention. Yeah, so obviously, what we need to do is get to church more often, and this won't happen. Go ahead, sir. That was good. I, I just want to bring that a rock and roll was a scourge of the 50s. It absolutely is, sir. Thanks. Just ask Marilyn Manson. No question there. Nobody's going to challenge me on the water walking contest or the flying contest. Or, or you name the contest. You pick any of the things in the Bible that, that you claim from the pulpit every Sunday or at least you know, or three times a week that you claim to be so. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. <sighs> okay. 
Prove it. Oh, you can't prove it. Well, sorry. That's how science works. Darwin came up with a theory. A theory is a thought of evolution. Now it is a fact. It is a fact because it's proven. It has been proven many, many times over by many people throughout many periods of history in many different parts of the world who spoke different languages. We have bones, a mountain of skeletons, of all kinds of things that don't exist anymore. We have their ancestors, slightly different. You could prove evolution with one freaking fossil, the Archaeopteryx fossil, the lizard bird. It's a lizard. It's got teeth. You can plainly see the teeth. You can plainly see that it's a lizard. And then out beyond its fingertips, you can plainly see the aura of feathers around it. Such a thing does not exist. Supposedly, if the Bible is to be believed, God made the birds, poof, birds. He didn't make lizard birds. The Bible didn't say anything about lizard birds as it didn't say anything about the dinosaurs because guess what? They had no idea. There was no archaeology when those barbarians wrote the Bible. So I'm still, you know, I'm still waiting. Maybe we'll get, we'll get a challenge to the water walking contest or the healing contest or the flying contest or any other contest uh, you can name or the question answering thing. And I was like, well, how do you explain? Uh-uh. You got it backwards like Neil has said over and over again. You're the one making the claim so you're the one that has to support your claim. If you say that there's life after death, the burden of proof is on you. I'm not saying if there is or there isn't. I'm just saying all of you earthly religions, all of you clergymen, you're liars and thieves. That's what I'm saying. And the books that you're quoting from are a pack of lies. It's as simple as that. And if there is a God, he's laughing at all of you. And that's why I pray for a judgment day. Because I want to be sitting in the bleachers when the clergy goes up before the throne. And when God asks them, who told you to take money in my name? What are they going to say? Uh, you did. No. No, he did not, you liars. Who told you to tell people what I wanted them to do, Mr. Clergyman? Uh, you did. No, I did not, you liar. If there is a hell, and I, and I pray for a hell, the deepest, darkest, hottest, nastiest level of hell will be reserved for these God liars. I have no doubt of that if there is a hell. These fakers. Plantation, hello. Hey, uh, I don't want to get in an argument with you, okay? I mean, All I, right. I, Let's have a discussion instead. How's that? Great. You wanted some, some scientific proof. And when I went to college, I went to a Bible college at yeah. Of course, when I was you going got, through that, you I got, put, so you got filled up with all the science. Uh, no, I kind of went there actually because my brother was going there. To be honest with you, but um, you know, I was I, I, I mean, I'm a Christian, but I I wanted some proof too. Yeah. I mean, I didn't want you know. I looked at the Bible and I said, you know what? Is this a bunch of malarkey? Because you're right. You can't prove anything in there. That's right. You can't. You know, and you can't prove that we're not a, a molecule and a fingernail of a giant giant. You know? No, I mean, no, you that's that's right. Can't prove anything. Absolutely. But oh, no, you can prove lots of things. We've but, we've, yeah, we've discovered right. a lot about our environment and nature and the universe through science. We have discovered a lot of truths that can be proven and reproven. That's great, and that's exactly why I called. Okay. I turned, I looked for some physical facts. I did some studying. Yes. And I looked. I looked at, for instance, the sun. The sun loses a certain amount of its energy every year. Sure. That's correct, right? I mean, it's a physical fact that 10 years from now, the sun will be about 12 feet smaller in diameter than it is right now. Right. It'll eventually expand. It'll eventually engulf all of the inner planets. Uh, it, it's coming to an end. And it's it will explode, point. right. Oh, it's not going to explode. It's going to turn into a red giant, then it's going to shrink back down. That's what our sun is going to do. Some stars explode, but not ours. The point is that if, if you go back 65 million, million years when mm -hmm. dinosaurs were supposed to... And I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm not being a jerk here. I'm, I'm no, no, telling you a physical no, fact that I found that I find... You're very polite. ...that if you go back 65 million years, the size of the sun would have been such 
that the temperature on the Earth would have been about 4,000 degrees. That's not true. Oh, that is true. No, it's not. Oh, it is. It's not because that couldn't have been. Well, that's the way it is. But that's not the way it is. See, you went to a Bible college, so you got filled up with a whole bunch of no, pseudoscience. Because no, no, no. I've, I've been to the lectures and I've read the books of pseudoscience that try to substantiate the Bible with pseudoscience, and they're wrong in all of their, their conclusions. They're, just, they're, they're throwing numbers in there haphazard with, with absolutely no knowledge. Well, I'm just, I, that's, I mean, I, the temperature I, on the earth was not 4,000 degrees when the dinosaurs were around. No, it would have been, been dinosaurs. George, yes. my point is that if you go back 65 million years and you add that much energy back to the sun but and enlarge you're, it to the you're, size you're it would have doing, been, George, your, your astronomy is flawed. No, it's not. It is. It's, it's very physical. It's a physical it's, fact. It's not. Thank nope. you very much. We can go back and forth all day long. It's not. It's not. 65 million years ago, you know, the sun hasn't changed in a billion years, and it's not going to change for another billion before it starts to, uh, to, to physically change significantly to the point where it's going to affect uh, life on Earth, with the exception of the solar flares and everything, which are seasonal. The dinosaurs existed. They couldn't have existed if the temperature on Earth was 4,000 degrees. Is he saying that the dinosaurs didn't exist? Was that the point? Mobile and Sunrise, hello. Hey, uh, I heard you talking earlier about the school vouchers. Yes, sir. Well, all I can tell you is the pigeons are coming home to roost. This is what the people of the state of Florida got for electing the moron Jeb Bush as their governor. You got that right. This guy stands for nothing like his father stood for nothing and like his brother stood oh, he, for no, nothing. No, he stands. I, I disagree with you. He stands for a lot. He stands for fascist right-wing, uh, you know, goose-stepping Christianism. He's owned by the Christian Ayatollahs and the NRA. Yep. And we will reap the benefit of all the money that they have spent to buy his ass. There you and go. And as long as he's in office, this is the kind of crap that we can expect. No question. So, you know, there's a saying that people get the kind of government they deserve. Well, unfortunately, we're getting the kind of government that we deserve for electing this idiot. There you go. And, you. and uh, there's just no two ways about it. The, the whole situation is not going to get any better. It's only going to get worse until and unless we get in the hell out of office. Amen, brother. Is that? Because as long as these Christian ayatollahs are in there, all they're going to be doing is trying to... to get their agenda in place, and their agenda has absolutely nothing to do with progress. They want to turn the clock back. They want to make another church state, like the Holy exactly. Roman Empire. That's exactly what they want to do. Or Iran. Right. That's what they want. Right. They, they want to have a situation like they have in Iran or in Israel. Why do you think Israeli politics are so bad? Because you've got these religious fanatics right. that are just as, yep. as stupid and, and short-sighted as any as other religious the, fanatic. Mu the Muslim fanatics. Right. Absolutely, and as long sir. as those people are in control of the government, of any government, of they're going to go nowhere. You're right. Thank you, sir. Amen. Sure. I mean, he could just go on and on all day, and I'd love listening to it. But uh, you know what? I miss the witch dunkings. I can't wait till we become another Christian state and we can get back to that witch dunking and burning at the stake. That's good spectator sport. 3 till 11, 560 QAM. Give your brain the day off and listen to the big dog, Defoe and Goldie. Mornings at 6, only on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Christian knows a game to play, and it's not so very hard to do. The name of the game is the Bible says, if you interpret it the way we do, tell people you know the way. 
Invite them to your house. Take their possessions away. And then you burn it down. You can get somebody to believe anything. If you make the Bible say it's true. No matter what you do, you can be guilt-free. The Lord will always forgive you. Pick up a poisonous snake. Wave it all around. Find a portion clinic. And shoot a doctor down. Everybody, pray along with me, okay? Come on, you young Republicans. the crap out of your kids, your Deuteronomy bound, go on a pilgrimage, and pass the Kool-Aid around, fight off the chicken head, to make a sacrifice. 11.03 on 560 WQAM, so this guy got me thinking, because one of the lectures that I attended, one of the things that I read they, they tried to prove the age of the earth by the dust on the moon, saying that so many tons of uh, stellar dust falls on the earth every year, and if, and if that much stellar dust falls on the earth, then the same amount must therefore fall on the moon. But when the astronauts went to the moon, with the power of science, by the way, uh, their footprint was only a half an inch deep, and if there was that much stellar dust on the moon, that would have been over 10 feet deep. This is the kind of convoluted logic, like the astronomy guy, whose uh, numbers were totally in error, used to to basically, again, shoot holes in science because they can't support their own claims. So the only option open to them is to destroy the, uh, the credibility of science, which you can't argue with the credibility of science, at least you know, not the things that, that are apparent to us, which is everything except what is uh, found naturally. But, but that's not the issue. The Bible doesn't say the earth is X amount of years old, even though you know, the, the people that say that the earth is only six to 10,000 years old are doing so by counting the generations. Well, wow, that's accurate. That's, that's good paleontology there, good archaeology. The Bible, I'm talking about the Bible making specific claims that the man standing on the pulpit is, is, is sending out there and expecting you to believe. He's saying that it's true. Like, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, Be thou moved, be thou removed. So let's have a mountain moving contest. Clergyman against me. You bring the Bible and the power of God and your faith that you claim to have, at least when you stand up there on the pulpit, you're, you're spouting, you're, you're expecting people to believe what you're telling them, so you must believe it also, mustn't you? So I'll bring a bulldozer, you bring a Bible, let's see who can move that mountain. Hello? Oh, I'm sorry. I haven't gotten any responses to my, uh, to my challenge, which I keep making over and over again. The Bible makes very specific claims, and the people standing behind the pulpit expect you to believe it. And I know that the guy standing on the pulpit doesn't believe it himself. He doesn't believe Matthew 6, 24 through 34, where it says, Consider the birds of the air, they toil not, neither do they sow. The lilies of the field, they toil not. Neither do they sow, but the Heavenly Father cares for them. Are you not more important than they are? Do not worry about tomorrow. Your Heavenly Father will provide. Well, if they believe that those words that supposedly came out of Jesus' mouth that are written in red letter in my Bible, if they believe those words, why are they passing a collection plate? 
Certainly, God appointed the, that person up there on the stage as his agent. That's why they're up there behind a pulpit, right? That's what they would have you believe, is that they're God's agent on earth, all the way from El Papa to the, uh, to the lowliest deacon or minister. God called them, they will have you believe. Well, they don't believe that. They're lying, and they don't believe the Bible because they're passing a plate. They prove themselves, they prove their lack of faith every time they pass the plate because they're asking you to support them when Jesus very plainly told them that God will support them. Well, th these are God's agents. Certainly God will not let anything happen to them. God spokes people on earth. That would make God look bad if his agents were starving to death and if their clothes were in rags. So why are they asking the people for money when God promised that he would provide? Unless maybe they don't believe that quote from Jesus. And if they don't believe that quote from Jesus, what else don't they believe that they're lying to you about? Mobile in Virginia Key, hello. Hey, how you doing, George? Hey, how you doing? Uh, this is Tom, by the way. Yes. I, one of the reasons why I had to call is the guy who gave you the 65 million year old number saying the sun would be 4,000 degrees. Yeah. Well, I can instantaneously disprove that. If, if it was 4,000 degrees 65 million years ago, there would not be any liquid water on the face of this planet. Of course. And at that time, the surface of Australia, which is very well fossilized, uh -huh. was a seabed. Uh-huh. So 65 million years ago... It's a bunch of crap. It's the, same, it's the pseudoscience that right. they always come out with. And once again, what right. does that have to do with their claim? Right. And it's a funny thing also. My cousins live in Tyler, Texas, and their kids, actually, I saw one of their textbooks. It actually stated verbatim, scientists uh, produced fossils to disprove the existence of God. They, they're the fossil factory. There's no question. And they're, they're implanting them with... Uh, with lower-yielding radioactive isotopes that are right. found in nature uh, right, right now. Yeah, we yeah. have enough uh, time what to get rid of everything. They're, they're getting in there on the molecular level, you right. realize, with the, help of, well, with the help of Satan, of course. Well, they're, they're, they're speaking to a public that doesn't have any concept of those, of those techniques, so they can tell them anything they want. And oh, the exactly. Sheep, and the sheep will believe them. The sheep will believe it. And again, they're making an emotional decision. They don't want to, to bring their knowledge level up to the point where where they, these two uh, philosophies cannot coexist. And they have to take responsibility then for their life. They'll have to take responsibility for their own lives. Mm -hmm. They might have to consider that death just might be the end. And oh, my God. Things well, like in, in closing, yes. uh, what do you call a 35-year-old man who never touched a woman? Uh, I give up. Jesus. All right. Thank you very much. Well, he, he was 33 when he died. And I don't believe that. He probably uh, he laid on of hands. Didn't he do a lot of laying on of hands? Medley, hello. George. Yes. Hey, how's it going? All right. George, any chance that uh, you could play some old Neil tapes because you're ponderous? Yeah, yeah, you're ponderous. I thought we weren't going to talk to the little faggots anymore, these uh, these people who are in love with Neil, like this guy. I don't know these guys. They're under 25, and they have a Spanish accent. That's okay. Them. Okay? With all due respect, and I resisted, when Neil laid that edict down, I, I didn't obey. I was not compliant. I, I refused to believe that there were no uh, young Julios under 25 that were not gay and in love with Neil. And I was wrong. I admit the error. I was wrong. Coral Gables, hello. George. Yes. Hey, you would love the excuse given to me by my Baptist minister when I was younger that God killed the dinosaur so that we could have gasoline. Hey, well, thanks. But, I'd, I'd uh, white of them. Yeah, so, um, and another thing, uh, a few years ago I had my appendix uh, taken out, mm -hmm. and I actually got criticized for that because that
God will uh, will rise her corporeal uh, the uh, the nurse uh, uh, talking to mm-hmm. said that God would rise her corporeally from the grave and would not allow her to decompose basically. Okay. And uh, and third, there uh, too bad Neil's not here. There's been another uh, isolated incident. Oh no way. Yeah, uh, the minister had sex with a 14-year-old girl as part of an exorcism. At least it was a girl. Oh, well, so. that's a big part of the... I'll become an exorcist if I can do that. And uh, in, cl- uh, in closing, I'm sure you heard about what happened at the the uh, church the other day. Which one? Uh, I, I forgot the name of it, but uh, one of the fathers decided he needed to go to the restroom and had an altar boy fill in for me. He told him all the penances and all the sins were on the side of the wall there. No, where was this? Uh, I forgot where, like I said. And oh, the kid went in. Yes? Then the kid went in and the, he says, you know, uh, you know, they'll say, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And, you know, and you tell them the penance and the sin. Uh-huh. First woman came in. She says, I got a hum job from a neighbor and had anal sex with him. Kid oh, looked up is, on the board. This is a joke. I'm sorry. This is, uh, you know, we're not going to do religious jokes or jokes of any kind, except for I made the exception for the one Virginia Key guy because he's a good guy. Hollywood, hello. Yeah, hello. George? Yes. Hi. I uh, just calling about the guy about the sun. Yes. As far as I remember from high school, the sun is expanding. It's not contracting. Right, it is expanding. That's what I said to the guy. Yeah, so that's... It's on its way to becoming a red giant. So if anything, it would have been smaller back then right. anyway. Yes. That's Thank all you. I had to add All right. Thank you very much. Like, you know, I didn't go to college. I'm just a stupid old uh, country boy. Lady in Miami, hello. Let me press the button. Lady in Miami, hello. I, yeah, this is this is Mary. Um... Another thing that the uh, Christians apparently don't believe is that uh, what Jesus said is that it's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man. Right. To get well, into we heaven. can we can discount that as saying that, that that was probably a figure of speech. That wasn't a specific. I know. Uh, but you know, claim. People are not going like to give up their riches. Right. <laughs> so the, well, thank goodness there are, no, uh, there are no rich Christians. Right. Right. Thank you very much. But yeah, and all I'm talking about the specific claims: moving mountains, walking on water. Healing the sick. These are specific claims. Salvation, eternal life. Eternal life. Has anyone gotten a phone call from a uh, deceased loved one? A lot of people will claim to have. But, you know, we've got our phone number, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. If uh, you have achieved eternal life by practicing any of the world's religions, please call us up and let me know so that we know which one to follow. Mobile and Belglade, hello. Hi, George. Hey. I just call out listen to the show. I, I enjoy listening to you talk, and I think you come, you make a lot of rational points. Well, don't tell anybody. <laughs> well, I was really calling for an old request. Okay. Uh, the Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box. No way. Never happened. Not in my lifetime or uh, in another one. We're not going to play this old crap that uh, Neil wouldn't play if he was here, for one thing. We'll be playing the, um, the whatchamacallit, Tastes Like a Penny song. Boy, talk about no response to that at all. I thought it was going to be shocking and everyone was going to be totally disgusted. My mother thought it was disgusting. It, it was disgusting. She so hated it. We'll be playing it a lot over and over again. 11-13 on 560 WQAM. Jim Mandich talks sports. Weekends right here on Sports Radio 560 QAM. I know that the Lord even loves Neil Rogers. So you're an atheist, uh, completely rooted in science, uh, with no beliefs outside of what you can see with your own two eyes. Well, yeah. then, chances are that the Old Testament didn't do it for you, and neither did the new one. So with the Lord's final attempt to bring your sorry ass around, check out the latest book from God entitled, Screw You Too, You Ungrateful. Little bastard. Uh, start off in 
chapter one with who do you think caused the flood that wiped out your house last week? Uh, then move on to such later chapters as Step Outside, I Dare You. And drop to your knees and pray or those hemorrhoids won't ever go away. It's Screw You Too, You Ungrateful Little Bastard. The latest release from God. It's better than the Book of Mormon, better than the Torah, and the Bible combined. Buy yours today. I bet it's not better than the Scientology uh, creation story about the evil overlord Zenu. Are we going to teach that in school also? Because, hey, that's uh, Christianity, at least according to them, Christian scientists, the Scientology, evil overlord Zenu, and all the, uh, the Galactic Federation. Oh, by the way, unsubbed, I'm sucking on their smoothie, the unsubbed smoothie, and the salad. I forgot what I get. What did, what did I get? A uh, anarchist, uh, what was the salad called? The uh, spike through the head. Audio? Audio. I got, how appropriate. I got the audio. And it's great. They customized it for me. Very fat, very big salad, all natural stuff, little sprouts on top, bacon, subs, pitas, unsubbed at uh, 95 Northwest 1st Street in Miami. Went through a lot of crap. They had a fire or something. Lots they had a fire. They rebuilt it. It's a rock and roll type joint with TVs and music and all kinds of crap going on. Well, thank you guys. Good lunch. We have extra stuff here, by the way. I'm trying to get out of Belch. If any of the schnorrs in the building. John Penis is having a smoothie right now. And they're good. It's great. I don't know how much fat it's going to burn, but it does uh, taste great. 1118 on WQAM. Aventura, hello. Good morning, George. Good morning. Now, George, last week I heard uh, Neil talking about this whole religion thing. Yes, as a matter of fact, uh, on Wednesday, as a matter of fact. Right, right. And it uh, got me thinking, and later on in the day I was speaking with my sister who lives in New Orleans, mm -hmm. which is the hotbed for, you know, the Bible thumpers over there. And I was asking her, I said to her, uh, I know you believe in God, I said, but how can you, you know, how can you discount theories like the Big Bang Theory? How can you discount the Darwin Theory? All these, all these it's, things. The Darwin thing is not a theory any longer. All right, all right, all right. Evolution okay. is a fact. Could, it, just, it, it, I know I'm nitpicking, I'm mincing words. but You're mincing, but fine, but okay. A lot of people feel the like you feel that it's evolution. Fact. The okay. fact of evolution, like the fact of relativity. Go ahead. And her, her answer kind of uh, shocked me, because I never thought she, she thought this way. She says, you know, it, it, it's funny, I, I believe both things. And, and said, you know what? You can. You really can. Yeah, because, I said, how do you... You can't, you can't believe... The Bible and evolution. Right. You can't you can't reconcile those two things, but you can certainly believe in a in a supreme being and a deity and uh, and all of the evolutionary facts that we have today. Well said, because that's what I said to her. Because I think any intelligent human being uh, nowadays has to give credence to to what science is saying. I mean. I think everybody, some people need, need faith, some people need to believe in a supreme being. And God bless them, more power to you, just don't make it law. Keep it out of Washington, keep it out of the legislature. Exactly. And That's it, all. And she, she, she was raised, uh, she stayed at home a lot longer than I did and was raised in a very religious environment. Yeah. Shocked me when she told me that, but, you know, I respected her even more because she says, you know, I know it's weird, I know you're going to think it doesn't make sense, but I believe in God. I also believe that, that that these theories make sense, and uh, I just thought I'd share that with you. I okay. think uh, I think uh, that's a rational way of looking at things. Yes, it is. Thank you very much. Take care. And and by the way, just for what it's worth, I'm not I'm not the enemy of God. You know, like I said, God's my buddy. I'm not running around lying about God. I don't know. I plainly say I don't know, and neither do you, and neither neither does the man on the pulpit know what he's talking about. I'm just being honest with you when I say. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on up there. I don't know what caused the Big Bang. We only know that it happened. 
And we know that because the astronomers watch the stars and see that they are moving and they draw little backwards lines from where they came from and they all come from a central point. And the velocity, the rate of speed at which they are traveling implies that they are traveling at a very high rate of speed. So they must have started going when they started moving since there's nothing driving them through space. We're not being propelled through space by a force. We're coasting through space being propelled by whatever force got us moving in the first place, which was an enormous explosion. And maybe God caused it. Maybe God said, I want there to be a universe cut, ba-boom, bada-bing. And that's what happened. But none of the earthly religions allow that. They go, you know, it's all molded and sculpted and everything like that. Well, back it up, asshole. Prove it. No one's called to challenge me to the water walking contest. I'll bring a canoe. You bring the word of God. And let's see who can cross the body of water the fastest. We've got a little canal right by my house, the Rio Azul Canal. Let's see who can get across it the fastest. I'll bring a kayak. You bring the power of God. Miami, hello. Miami. Hey. Hey. You were getting ready to play that Crease song yesterday, and I had to get out of my vehicle. And oh, I'm, I'm, I'll it. play it again right after the uh, 12 o'clock hour. How's that? Are you going to cool, be listening brother. at noon? Yeah, that's cool like that. Okay. Thanks. You got it. It's a great tune, even if it is gross. It's a great tune. Mobile in Miami Beach, hello. Hey, George. Hey, yes, sir. I, I've been in and out of the car. I don't know if you brought up this one, but uh, have you heard the uh, pseudoscience argument against carbon dating? Oh, yeah. I've heard various uh, various yeah. arguments against carbon dating. It's always that they uh, carbon dated a stop sign, and it was... Uh, right, and again, uh, and I'll tell you what my junior high science teacher, Charlie Simpson, told us. When you go into a laboratory set uh, on proving something, set on getting certain results, uh, you're going to get those results. When you, well, go, when, you know, as opposed to going in with an open mind, when you go in uh, convinced of an outcome, you will generate that outcome. There's an even better argument than that. Oh, well, by all means, sure. Carbon, carbon dating only works on organic materials. Whenever right. they bring something up, it's a stop sign, it's a fence post. We dated a living mollusk, and it showed us that it was a million years old and it was alive. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Thank so, you, sir. Uh, keep up the good work, George. You got it, you're, brother. You're, uh, you're on the same track, but you're uh, completely different from Neil. It's hearing the same thing in a different way. Thank you very much. Highest compliment anyone could pay me. 1123 on WQAM, mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello. Uh, yes, sir. Um, I, I, I'm having a hard time figuring out just where you're coming from on this. I'm an agnostic. Uh, How's that? I don't know what's going on, neither does anyone else. Um, so I, just, I do my best. All right, but uh, I find it hard. One of your people called in, and you responded in a way that talked about you can have both. You can have belief in you a can't, deity. You can't have the Bible and evolution, but you can have a deity and evolution, because how do you know that this isn't how the deity brought everything about? Slowly, well, over millions of years. This is presupposing there is something besides physics as, as that which governs nature. Right, but I'm just saying, we don't know what's out there. To argue about things that we can't prove one way or another is a total waste of time. Well, let's talk, well, about, this, let's talk yeah. about the things that are in evidence, and let's okay, base our, but, our decisions and our lives on things that, that we can see and understand, as opposed to basing our lives on a bunch of stories. That's my point. Okay, that's fine. Allegory, I think, is nonsense, but what evidence is there that leads a scientific observation towards some deity that governs the universe. Oh, no, none. Zippity. 
There is not. Uh, I see none. I'm just not it's discounting just, it. In other words, you, you can't prove a negative. Do you know what I'm saying? You can't prove the absence of something that is intangible in the first place. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, like I, 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 obviously, I, I hang out with more atheists than I do any other kind of, of person. But see, the only difference is the atheist is convinced of something. I'm only convinced of things that are proven to be. To be. Do you know well, a saying? lot of atheists are the same mind. They're only convinced of things that they can prove. I understand that, but they're also convinced of the non-existence of something. I, it's very difficult for me to conceive no, of... I, you know. I, I would differ with you. I'm an atheist. I have been for many years, but yes. I am not convinced of the non-existence. I'm convinced that there is no sign of it. Therefore, why should I believe in that any more than I should believe I, in magic I agree pumpkin. with you wholeheartedly right there. There is no sign of it. There is no evidence to point to a higher no, power. It's, it's just like saying I can't prove that there is no magic pumpkin or Easter bunny. Right. But there's no all, evidence to, to, to say that there is. You're, you're creating the possibility of an existence of something that is strictly a fictitious uh, generation of man's superstitions. I'm, I'm, I'm only allowing for the possibility for there to be things, plural things out there, that oh. we have no concept of. But as, far as, just, as far as big, uh, big guy with a white beard uh, doing everything by design, uh, no. Well, I would assume you therefore discount things like heaven and hell. So. There is no evidence to, uh, to indicate that such places exist. Well, now there are certain creationists and Christians who would have you believe they have, they've had near-death experiences. Near-death. We have another word in our language for near-death. It's called unconsciousness. And the brain right. does things when it is unconscious that we right. call it dreaming. We call it been, dreaming. There are, there are studies that show that when one starts to, when the oxygen starts to leave the brain, it goes into what's called a whiteout. Yes. And it actually generates an image like that. Yes. And that's what these people uh, get when they, uh, these people that are having great sex and they try and strangle each other. Absolutely. They deprive the brain of oxygen and they get this whiteout and this intense blast when they get the blood back. Sniffing glue and other inhalants produces the same effect. Yeah, so, I mean, it's all mind-altering. There you uh, go. Thank you, sir. It's time for a break. Right. And uh, call again sometime. Love our atheist friends. 1127-560-WQA. Only one South Florida radio station has the hammer. And you're listening to it. Goldberg. Weekday afternoons at 2. Sports Radio 560. QAM. Grab my junior, honey. <laughs>
Oh, 27 till 12, 560 WQAM. Still waiting for a clergyman to call up and tell me why he doesn't live his life according to Matthew chapter 6, verses 24 through 34, why he passes a plate. 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. If the calls drop off, today our musical guests will be um, the Murmurs. So I'll finally get to them. And also we have mono by request. The lady yesterday wanted some mono. I have that all queued up and ready to go if uh, the clergy doesn't call to explain their actions. Mobile in Jupiter, hello. Hey, George, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Oh, by the way, uh, just pause one moment, sir. All the people calling Joe off the air asking, where is Neil? Neil is in Amsterdam. Neil is in Europe on vacation. He'll be back on Monday, so you don't have to fret. I'm just keeping the seat warm by farting in it a lot. Go ahead, sir. Um, I, I got something that I stump all my religious friends with, and that is that Adam and Eve are the father and mother of all, correct? Right? Yeah, that, supposedly, that, that would yeah. be agreed with. So then now that kind of answers why we're so screwed up, because the very thing was founded on incest. Rampant inbreeding. That, that's that's got to be it. That's why we're so screwed up. That and they can't, they say, well, well, that was an exception. God allowed that to happen then. Right. And I even say, well, what do you mean he that. allowed it to happen? Right. But doesn't say that. So right. that, again, it's, it's their own interpretations for when it works best. Of course. And remember, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if the policy was good, good for good back then, then it must be okay right now. I'm going to call right. my sister. All right. Take <laughs> it easy, man. Take care. Take it easy. Not, not anymore. Lady in Miami, hello. 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 Yes. Um, I wanted you to know, I'm not one of the listeners that says, oh, I hate your show, but I'm sitting here listening to it. Oh, okay, great. Okay, I stumbled across it trying to get somewhere else, and I started listening, and I thought, well, I'm going to hang on here and get to his point. Okay. And I'm trying, I... I I realize that you are saying you do have some beliefs, but... No, 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 no. I do not have beliefs. I have a, a lack of beliefs. I okay. just don't have disbelief. Does that make any well, sense to you? I guess what I'm saying is your major problem with the clergy and with, with the Christian faith and, and different faiths is they're, they're asking for money and they're trying to... That, that is my major problem, is that they ask for money, and which doesn't affect me at all because they're not getting my money, but right. when they make it a part of legislature and a part of law, then I have a serious problem because, uh, after all, we all do have to abide by the law and pay our taxes, etc., and so on. Okay, but what is your faith? What is it that you believe in? What I, do you I, have faith I, in? I'm an agnostic, so I don't know what's going on beyond my senses, so I only deal with the things that, uh, that happen in reality. Are you married? Yes, I am. And do you believe that your wife is out there all day being true to you and faithful? No, I do not. I think she's a cheating whore. That's what I think. <laughs> But what I'm saying is, how can you have that relationship with her or with anyone else without some type of faith and some type of belief? Well, see, but you're asking me to believe something just because it would make me uncomfortable if it were a different way. See, wanting something to, to exist really, really hard, really, really badly doesn't make it exist, doesn't make it any more or less likely just because you want it to be a certain way. Granted. You understand? Oh, I have yeah. I have faith in my wife. that I have faith that uh, she will not let bad people come into the house and uh, and steal our stuff. You know, I have faith in her as a person because I know her and uh, I've gotten to know her. I, I don't need a, a imaginary mystical being watching over her to assure me that she's doing the right thing. I have to assume that she's doing the right thing. See, because just to get along a, a similar point, people have told me, well, George, if what you say is true, then that means that we're a cosmic accident and that, you know, that life has no meaning and that there's nothing beyond this. And I know that that's an unsettling thought for a lot of people, but just because that concept makes you uncomfortable doesn't make it any more or less true. But don't you see that you are believing in the things that make you comfortable? 
In other words, you wouldn't drive down I-95 or any other street because you wouldn't believe that that person's not going to come across and kill you. But you have to believe that so you can get down the street. But you're talking about you're talking about faith in reality and faith in some fantasy story. What does that have to do? Reality is reality. We do our best with our five senses and our brains that God gave us to deal with reality. I, I hope and I pray that the person isn't going to cross that uh, yellow line and crush me. But sometimes, you know what? They do. They do. Not me, but I've seen you know other people. So but these are stories. I'm your, talking about stories. I'm talking about your Bible life stories. Trying to prove everything. No, 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 no. I don't go through my life trying to prove anything. I go through my life observing and reacting uh, appropriately. I'm just not putting any stock in some stories that were written thousands of years ago by people that I never met, just because somebody said that I should. That's all that they've got. As their say so. When the clergy tells you to believe something, all that they have to back it up is trust me. Trust me when I tell you, because I said so. That's all they've got to back it up. Well, I just hope that people out there are listening to you with the same amount of skepticism that you are listening to people who have a lot, a lot more to go on. Uh, you have a lot. You don't have anything to go on. Don't you understand? But you have an illusion. You have phantomness. You have nothing. You have vapor. There's nothing that you could bring to the evidence table. That is so sad. That's not sad. You're sad. You have nothing that you could bring to the evidence table. Can you move a mountain, ma'am? Can you move a mountain with your faith? Do you really take all that stuff so literally? Oh, but no, no, I don't. You do. You're supposed to. It came out of Jesus' mouth, ma'am. And do such, you know... Ma'am, it came out of Jesus' mouth. Was he kidding? What about examples? What about, you know, I mean... What what about examples? What about the book of Joshua? What about killing babies? I don't think that there's anyone that takes and says, you know, every single thing in here, God did what he could... To get his no, to no, 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 exact, no, no, exact. God didn't do any such thing. Some people said that God said. No one did any, God didn't say any such thing. See, don't lay the Bible at the feet of God. Everything, God didn't write it. God didn't write the Bible. Everything that is happening in the Miami Herald, in the magazines, everything is just people saying stuff. So we have no reason to believe in anything But in you can world. substantiate that stuff. If a scientist tells me tells me that baking um, that mixing baking soda and vinegar makes a big foamy cloud, you know, big foamy froth, we can test that. Amazing, you know, you're you're amazing. You you don't you can't go any further. Your mind can't take it any no, further. No, your mind can't, you can't go see. any further than God said so. Why do you believe people just because they do. said so? God is the basis of our life, and then we go by science and what. God didn't tell you anything, ma'am. You read some words out of a book. A man on a stage told you some words, and you took his word for it. And you're telling me he's a liar, and I'm he is telling a liar. you he's the truth. He's a, he's how, a, you can't substantiate. You, prove, you can't you substantiate one thing that he said. The burden of proof is on you, is on the clergyman. How can you substantiate any one claim out of that book? Okay. Pick one. I'm I'm saying to you that the can you walk on water, ma'am? <laughs> Didn't that happen? Did it or did it not happen, ma'am? Did callers, Jesus walk on water? You take callers, but you're not a listener. Ma'am, did Jesus walk on water? The Bible said he did. Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. And did Paul not uh, walk on the water also? You're saying it's mm-hmm. a lie, and I'm saying it's the truth. Ma'am, did it happen? Did it, it happen? Well, well, you have to prove the truth. You're the one that's making the claim. You said Jesus walked on water. Do you know anyone that can walk on water? No. No, of course not. Thank you very much. I'm still waiting for someone who can walk on water to call up so that we can get into the water walking contest. 20 till 12 on WQAM. Ed Kaplan knows the scores. Starting at 10 till the last game ends. Weeknights only on Sports Radio 560 QAM.
sexual, pop them intellectual, fast shot concealer, pre-wheeler, bastard, I to cover up her lies, she's a sucker, sucker up her, star f**k her, sucker up her, star f**k her. So 560 WQAM. I just I wanted to play that because I didn't have anything else queued up and I didn't think I was going to get to it anyway because we have lots of calls today. But anyway, that's the Murmurs, and that's on the uh, Tracy sent me two Murmurs CDs and that's on both of them. It's on each of them, both um, Pristine Smut and Blunder. And I don't know which one was the first or whatever, but Blunder is the better of the two CDs for what it's worth because it also has uh, Lottie Da on it, which I might play and I won't have to bleep that one. But I like that. It's kind of like uh, Angry Gogos and they're cute. For what it's worth, 12 till 12 on 560 QAM, and I loved that last call, that lady um, who called me sad. I have more clarity and more contentment, more peace of mind in my life now than I ever did as a Christian, wallowing around in my world of fantasy, in my illusory world that didn't exactly work the way that the real world worked. And again, I'm still waiting for the uh, a member of the clergy to call and uh, you know accept my challenge of the crossing a body of water contest whether by walking or causing the water to part or the mountain moving contest. And, and her point is, oh, you take it all literally. Oh, so we don't have to take it all literally? At which, po- at which point do we stop taking it literally? Do I have to not take it literally when he says, no one cometh unto the Father but by me, so I don't have to believe that? 
or I don't have to believe John 3.16, or I don't have to believe the Ten Commandments because uh, it's optional. It's all optional, like sacrificing two turtle, tur turtle, doves, turtle doves every month when you menstruate, if you're a woman. But Paul said we don't have to do that anymore. But Jesus said we did. So, I don't know. Miami, hello. Hello, Miami. Hey, is that me? That's you. Hey, that was a cool song. Yeah. Oh, you like that? Yeah, I like that. I was that. afraid. I was highly dubious about playing the... Um, the murmurs on the air. I didn't know how that would be received. Obviously, the CD version is not bleeped. I had to bleep that because the Christians run the country and they're afraid of the F word. Uh, well, you know, religion's harder to kick than drugs. Oh, no question about that. I'm living proof. But listen, you know, there is scientific uh, evidence that points that there is a God. Is this a joke? No, no, it really isn't. Okay. No, like if the mass of a proton was like a billionth of difference of what it actually is. The Bible doesn't say anything about uh, I know, protons. I don't know how the Bible Okay. What I'm saying is that the atomic mass of a proton is it's a tiny bit different. Organic chemistry as we know it could uh -huh. exist. Just a tiny bit different. If uh, the force of gravity was just a little bit greater, the entire universe would be like a black hole. Right, so but guess what? Less, it isn't. This is the way that it is. It's yeah, like, no, why does the river follow the valley? But well, what because I'm saying is it's a coincidence that everything is just perfect. Well, because this is the way that it is. If it was somehow different, if it we was different than what it is, it. then that would be normal. Yep. And then well, we, we would be having the same discussion. Would you be saying, oh, isn't it just coincidence that we have green skin and we get our nutrition from the sun and we don't have to eat solid food the way that the animals do? You know, we could be having that conversation, but we don't have green skin. This is the way that it is. But since the, uh, the, the mass of a proton is what it is, we're here talking about it. That's because right, but that doesn't that doesn't yeah. prove God, and that doesn't prove no, the Bible. It sure doesn't, but it's, there's all these little coincidences that kind of add up. Lots of coincidences, yeah. that's right. Thank you very read much. And we use science to uh, try to explain things, and uh, some people read stories and base their lives on storybooks. Boynton Beach, hello. George. Yes. How's it going, man? Great. I just want to tell you, I mean, I've been listening to this whole, it's like weird, wild stuff. I mean, your views, your your uh, philosophies, it's, it's like you're talking from me. Okay. It's, it's it's just been really a good job. Well, well, thank you. Way. Please, I, I hope you have something to add. Uh, just that last uh, lady you called before. I mean, it seems like she was kind of judging you. That's that's fine. That's what they do. Even yeah. though the even though the book that they believe in tells them not to, they do that. I mean, I, and I was raised in the, with with the Baptist, and but I, I still have gone to say, you know what, you're right. It's you don't know. And, you don't uh, know. If you don't you know, you don't know. know. You can never know. Right. Well, we might not never know, but you know what? Everything that we do know came from science. Everything that we can, that we can verify and substantiate and bank on right. time after time came from science. If you mix baking soda and vinegar, you will get a big foamy mess every yeah. single freaking time. That's how science works. That's how the world works. Not, you know, some glittering, glowing words in a book that no one has ever seen take place. No one. No, I, I would like to, you know, uh, I, I'm, a couple of colors ago, you know, I think you can go both ways as a higher entity. No, you can go both ways. I don't. No, well, I mean, <laughs> well, like, uh, you know, maybe not the God or something else out, out there. But the big we don't have no are, idea what's out there until we no, go out there. Yeah. And you know what? We did go out there because, you know, until we cleared the sky, everybody thought that's where heaven was, was on the other side of the big blue. Well, guess what? We went beyond the big blue, and there was big black. Yeah. So well, we did get to heaven. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. You bet. That's another thing, because that was the, the whole basis of it, was because we couldn't dig down deep into the world, and they thought the world was flat, the underworld, therefore, was under the world. It wasn't the inside of the world. They thought it was flat. They thought there was a big plane of, of matter. The underworld was 
under that, under the world, and then heaven was above the world beyond the blue sky or the black night sky. And what do you know, we cleared the atmosphere and heaven wasn't there. Something equally as fascinating, if not more so, was there, the whole freaking universe. I can't wait till we get out there and explore that. And we better because the sun, you know, we only got like a billion years or so. It's going to eat us all up. Fort Lauderdale, hello. Hello. Yes? Yes, I, I have two semi-scientific points which prove to me that there's something else out there. Call it God, call it what you will. Okay. They're very quick. First one I believe in is that um, what, what a scientist told me, represented to me, is say represent life of the people here as the flat family. If you were the flat family and you were existing on a flat surface, mm-hmm. all you could see is what was straight ahead and to your sides. Right. You couldn't see what was above you. So if there was an entity or a being above you, you wouldn't be able to see him because he was above you and you couldn't see that dimension so or that we cannot direction. we cannot see what is beyond the dimensions that exactly. are looking so, through. So there, granted, I don't know what's on the other There may be something there. That's there the first may thing. be, and I'm not saying right. there isn't. Exactly. Right. I know I know what you're saying. And you know, I don't say it's God, I don't say what's when, when you discover a way of peering into that dimension, let well, me know. Well, can I, I can mention one more point? Just one Go more ahead. point. If, if, we, if we believe in the Big Bang and we believe in the motion that started everything, that sent it out sprawling towards us, and now we're all in movement. Right. It's movement. Scientists, scientists will show you that movement, energy, does not come from nothing. Movement must Movement must be caused by another movement. Movement is caused by inertia. Right, the, right. the universe is flying in all different exactly. directions. Einstein proved inertia. that. Many scientists have proven that. So right. if we if we agree that movement has to continue and not begin from nothing, no, no, we no, must no, say no, that no. It began with something. It began with a huge explosion, and it has been moving as a result of that explosion ever since. Okay, there's where we have a scientific difficulty because no, no, no. movement cannot start from nothing. But it started from an explosion. If you shoot a bullet, that's a, the bullet is being propelled by an explosion of the gun powder of the gas. Okay, we have the, the initial explosion. We don't know what caused it. We don't know where it came from, but we do know that all matter started at a central exactly. point and is moving away from it at a very high rate of speed. But the so chemicals it started that, moving at a very high rate of speed and we don't know what caused it. The chemicals that are behind the bullet have motion in them. I have ionized motion you're, in them and they propel that forward. You're misunderstanding science, sir, and we can go back and forth all day long. You're misunderstanding science. Go out and blow something up. Go get a firecracker, blow it up, and see that the particles are flying around in all different directions. We don't know what there was before the Big Bang. We, and a lot of people have a problem with that label, so call it something else. Call it the Great Conflagration. Call it the Big Explosion. Call it something. But whatever it was, it happened. It happened because we're here. And, and all of the matter in the universe is moving, in the known universe, that is, because we don't know if there are other Big Bangs going on in other parts of the universe that are beyond our sphere of matter, which they have mapped and charted. From the center of the known universe to the quasars, the farthest things from it, which are the fastest things moving that we can detect, it's all, it's all observed, it's all observable with telescopes and X-ray uh, detectors and radio wave detectors, etc., and so on satellite and earthly-based uh, detection systems. But anyway, I'm not going to get into this pissing contest. It's real simple. The Bible makes specific claims. All of the world's religions make specific claims. The Buddha supposedly could make water flow from one hand and fire flow from the other hand simultaneously. Well, where's the Buddhist monk to demonstrate that? It's real easy to make all kinds of claims. When science makes a claim, they are expected to back it up. And they do so with great zeal and willingness. They'll be happy to show you how it is that they came to their conclusion and why it works the way that it does. And we're just holding religion up to the same standard. Because before I give you my money and before I base my life out of the words that are coming out of your mouth, I need a little bit more than just, I said so. 
Some of you are content to believe the very first story that you heard in your life. And some of us, we want to hear more. And I think that we can agree to disagree. Live your life however you want. Just keep it out of the law and keep it out of the school. And uh, don't make my tax dollars pay to support your institutions of lies and deceit. 4 till 12 on 560 WQAM. Only one South Florida radio station has the hammer. And you're listening to it. At Goldberg, weekday afternoons at 2, Sports Radio 560 QAM. Sports Radio 560 QAM. WQAN. Thanks once again to uh, Unsubbed. I just finished uh, my salad. It was big. It was too big for me to uh, to choke all down. But it was really good. The ham and the meats and uh, the bacon and everything was really good. The veggies were nice and fresh. The dressing was good. And the smoothie, the Unsubbed smoothie, was also uh, top-notch. So thanks again, guys. 95 Northwest 1st Street in Miami, the Unsubbed place. 
And uh, to the guy that called Joe off the air, please don't call Joe when I hang up on you. The people that don't understand how radio shows work, we have this thing called flow, as in we like to keep things moving, and we have these things called commercial breaks that we have to get to. And when you get a radio show, sir, you can talk as long as you want about things that you don't understand all day long. Davey, hello. Hey, George. Hey. Um, when you were a Christian, were you like one of those fundamentalist guys or something? Absolutely. What... I was as fundamental and as uh, right-wing and Bible-thumping. I uh, went to a Pentecostal-speaking-in-tongues church, the, the whole nine yards. Buddy, that's, church, why you're, that's why you're so bent out of shape about church Christianity. Church three times a week and, and Bible oh study. God. It reminds me, my ex-wife went to one of those churches when she was young, and, you know, she's very anti-religious. It's like, like like the recovered uh, drug addicts are the most anti-drug and the, rec- uh, the reformed alcoholics are the most anti-alcohol. Same you, principle but applies. But you've got you to know that that is really a relatively small percentage of the Christian church. Oh, I, I know. I'm just talking, but but you can't deny. You've kind of been, you've kind of been trashing all Christians. But, but, well, that they all the, no, the only thing that I'm trashing is the people that try to get it into the legislature, the people that want to legislate their religious beliefs and enforce uh, them on the rest of us through the law. Those are the people that I have uh, a problem with, right, not but, to mention the lunatics that are bombing abortion clinics, uh, et cetera, and so on. I mean, I, my priest doesn't sound nearly as, uh, I don't know, sort of smug as you've been coming off today when you've been trashing well, your 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 priest is a liar and a thief, though. He's a, no, he's not. He's he, a nice does, guy. Does he? Well, he might be a nice guy, but does he take money from the people? Not like, very much. He takes a lot less whatever. than anybody he, else. He, I know. He, 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 pass, he, he passes a plate. Money. He passes a plate. Does he not? What is what is what is he getting just the money barely, for? Just barely enough to get by. Whatever. That's, and that's what you, oh, you well, can say whatever. The Buddhist monks. All they do is ask for a bowl of food, sir. All the Buddhist monks ask for is a bowl of rice before noon, uh, once that's, a day. That's pretty much what a priest gets by on. A priest gets by on like uh, the, the Catholic 50, Church is the richest religious organization in the about world. The well, that, that's all part. He's a tributary to the giant raging river that the Catholic Church is. You just got to saying that the priest was was. Uh, they was all a liar are the entire institution you, and, and every member. And I'm the, telling you that a, that, a, that a priest lives a life of basically of poverty. He's part of the scam. All of them are part of the scam. He's getting what, what pays for his food that he eats. I mean, the, does some God of the, some provide of the money, or does some the people provide? Does some of the money that you give him does? And what does he do for that money? Does he not represent God? No, for you? Do, no, he doesn't. What, what, what do they? He, he if, tries if you to got a receipt, together, sir, he basically tries to bring. If you want, if you're going to ask a question, you can let me answer uh, it. I'm, I'm shutting up. All right. Um, he. He doesn't, he doesn't claim to represent God either. No, no priest I've ever known has. What he, does, what he does try to do is bring people together as a community so that people can see God in each other. And it's, and it's a pretty cool well, thing. That, that, what, a, what, a, what a hokey explanation that was. You can call you're, it hokey, but it's... You're telling, me, you're telling me that he doesn't claim to be the agent of God. If you want me to boil something down to a soundbite, that's what I have to do. Oh. It takes, it, otherwise, it'll take a, lo- a lot longer to, to explain. And we can sit here he and have an epistemological discussion are, about, what, about sir? What, what, people, what we really understand about the way the universe works and what we don't really understand and what observations sir? really tell us. But, you know, there's really, this isn't the form to get to. Does he, does he claim to be doing the work of God? Um, it as much as everybody else's. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, it as yeah. much as everybody well, else's. Then the he's, a liar. He's, sort of... he's a liar. He's a liar. Then he's a liar. He's not doing the work of God. Okay, he's not making the rivers flow. He's not making it rain. He's not planting trees. He's not cleaning up the environment. If he was doing any of those things, all of these things, then maybe he could claim to be doing the work of God, because that is certainly what God's work is: is creating life, sustaining life making the world nice, but he's spouting. He's standing in front of a book, in front of a bunch of people, and telling them that the words in that book are true, and that makes him a liar. 
and he's collecting money and keeping some of it and giving the rest to the uh, evil organization of the Catholic Church under false pretenses. That money isn't going to do the work of God, which is what they claim that it's going for. It's going to do the work of man, some men, some greedy, deceptive men. Miami, hello. How's it going, George? All right. Hey, um, first time caller. Um, uh, just to talk about substantial evidence. Let me ask you this. Yes. If, if I'm actually on your side, don't get, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm, uh, I'm not uh, jumping anything. Um, for example, 8,000 years ago, we have awesome evidence on the Egyptians. You know, we have over a, this well, land, yeah, right? we have uh, evidence of the Egyptians. We can go there and Correct, see big exactly. pyramids. Where is the exactly? That that's my that's my point. Where is where's any evidence of the greatest man that ever walked the earth? There isn't any. No, there's there's a lot of historical uh, evidence. Well, I mean, I don't know about physical evidence, but Jesus no, comes up in a lot evidence. of historical writings. Yeah, but something you can touch, something you can go, hey, look. He, he, Nevertheless, you know, what's in question, what's in, uh, whether or not he existed, is not so much in question as was he the son of God and is he the road to heaven. That's the big question. Just because his followers said so, bear in mind he didn't write anything himself. Right. His followers well, did, his groupies. You know, just you know because they expect. said that he's the way, you know, to heaven doesn't make it so. I didn't know these guys. I know that right. they had an ulterior motive. I know that they had an agenda, but I didn't know them personally to believe them or not to believe them. Exactly. But remember, keep in mind, he is a uh, part of the, the Holy Trinity. God, uh, that, that, uh, the word the Trinity does not appear in the Bible. So. <laughs> I know. I'm okay. just going by what I used to learn in Catholic school, which I also am now right. not. I'm not I mean, I'm not, it's like it's too difficult. After you've seen so many things you've seen, like considering last week with these kids, I mean, Neil said it. Where was God? You know, where, where was God? Well, we got a fact on it. God, God was saving all of the rest of the kids. Yeah. That's what God did. Okay? That's it. Thank all you right, very man. much, sir. You bet. Take right. it easy. 11 after 12, 560 WQAM. I mean, QAM drops the green flag with Motorsports Saturday. Saturday mornings at 6 with Joe Costello. Right here on Sports Radio 560. QAM. Boy, does he have a lot of chutzpah. My friends. I believe it's time this country had some moral Christian leadership. And for that, I need your checks and money orders. Friends, I can assure you I know what's best for you. Good little Christians trying to run our lives with red balls in their mouth on Friday night. Good little Christians spewing their hate around. And power grabbing for a new third prize. Good little Christians brainwashing all their kids. Grow up believing fairy tales are true. Why do you not do that? They always told you to. Your business needs checks. But their marketing tools. Good little Christians, forgiven instantly. That's why they never have to tell the truth. Good little Christians, married to separate wives. They like to swap and swing in cheap hotels. Good little Christians protecting us from ourselves, from wings of fire in the depths of hell. By the way, I raise for God knows the way. This man has got you down the primrose path of victory. 
1217560 WQAM and I'll say it again and I'll say it every chance I get. The road to heaven is not a toll road. It isn't the freaking turnpike. It's free. It's as free as I freaking 95. So for someone to be standing there with a toll booth on the side of the road expecting you to stop and put money into the basket on your way to heaven is ludicrous. Jesus said, render unto Caesar what is Caesar and God what is God's. And I've heard many sermons on that issue, the meaning of which is very clear. God doesn't care about your money. Humans care about your money. And the agents of God, supposedly, they should be accommodated by God. Because Jesus said that everyone, not just the clergy, not just the agents of Christ on earth, but everyone will be accommodated by God in Matthew 6, 24 through 34. So how dare these guys get up there and pass a basket and expect you, the people, to support them? Obviously, they don't believe their own swill. If they did, they, would know, they wouldn't need to pass a basket. God would take care of them as surely as he does the lilies of the field and the birds of the air. They toil not, neither do they sow, and neither do they pass a basket. Miami, hello. We now know that quasars are a phenomena at the center of massive galaxies created by supermassive black holes. No, quasars are not. Quasars are on the edges. But they're, they're centers of galaxies. They might be quasar-like uh, things. X-ray technology has now revealed that they're actually supermass phenomena created by supermassive okay, black holes. Okay, what's supermass phenomena? Yeah, that, that stands At the edge reason. of the universe. At the edge of the universe? Well, there right. could be. Who know, You know, I haven't been there. I know. But nevertheless. It's one of these, you know, we know. No, no, no question. The quasars are like incredibly huge, incredibly fast-moving, supermassive objects. Over a... Which powered by black holes over a billion times the mass of our own sun. Okay. Imagine that. That sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. Later. Thank you very much. But of course, we have to have faith in the scientists, and we all know that the scientists uh, are, have been wrong about everything, right? That's why you can't hear my voice right now over the radio. That's why your car doesn't work. That's why airplanes don't fly. No one's uh, uh, responded to my flying contest. You know, the... Uh, the science gets thousands of tons of, of matter up into the air, airborne, out beyond the, uh, the atmosphere. does it all the time. Science can make thousands of tons of steel float on the water, go down to the, uh, the Port of Miami or go down to Port Everglades and observe the awesome power of science as thousands of tons of steel rest on top of the water. But I can't get one person to tell me that they can walk across a body of water, or part a body of water. Weston, hello. How you doing, George? All right. <clears throat> Excuse my voice there. That's the right. guy was talking about the edge of the universe. I think at the end of, at the, end of the universe is, is Hialeah, actually. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, uh, on a lighter note, um, regarding the religion, religion is a way to dominate the masses. Right. It always has been. Uh, it always has been. Okay. But I think it does a good thing also. I, I don't. Okay. okay. Well, Go ahead. Explain to me why you think it does a good thing. Well, it, it, in Christianity, for example, not only Christianity, but you know, Muslims, you know, there, there's good deeds. Okay, and you try to do good. But 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 you're not saved by works. Good deeds have nothing to do with getting into heaven, according to Christianity and the Bible. Okay, but what I'm trying to say is that it, it you promotes... can be a bastard your whole life and repent on your deathbed right before the last, Oy! and you'll go to heaven. <laughs> I agree. I agree with that. It's, it can be a little hypocritical. A little, a little. Yeah, but 
the premise of doing good and and forgiving, okay, is is is, is something that I don't see why it should be shot down. It's not. It's. I'm not shooting down premises and philosophies. I'm shooting down specific claims made uh, in a in a specific book by specific people. Specific claims, as in, live your life this way, do what I say, and you'll go to the happy place after death. Etc. and so on. Not only do they make those kinds of claims, but they make all kinds of other claims, like how we got here, where we came from, you right. know, right. all that stuff. And, right. and and again, you know, substantiate any of it, any. Do you ever see the moving trading places? Yes. Okay. You, you remember what the guy pretending to be the priest says? He goes, "Religion taken in moderation is good." Well, the same thing. I mean, you you can't become a you can't become a fanatic. Okay, go an, go answer that phone. I'm not, uh, you know, whatever whatever this guy says. You can't become a fanatic. Obviously, people are picking and choosing, and and they're Christians or whatever the hell they are at whatever level they want to be, whatever level is convenient for them. Unfortunately, the Bible doesn't support wishy-washy people like that. God said, "Come to me hot, or you know, or come to me cold, not lukewarm." You can't just pick and choose. The very last verse of the Bible, the very last verse of the book of Revelation says, you can't take away anything. You can't add or subtract anything from this document, from this book. Jesus said, whosoever removeth one jot or one tittle from the old law shall be in danger. So you can't just pick and choose, even though most of them do. Miami, hello. George. Yes. Hey, what's going on? Um, I have a feeling I'm going to be running into sort of a dilemma sometime soon. My, uh, I have a girlfriend who has a daughter. Yes. And uh, the father and the father's parents are Catholic and blah, 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 and they want to send her to private school. Oh, yeah. now, I'm wa- now I'm wondering how I'm going to deal with this. When I, you know, I, since, I've, since I've, you know, I've, as I've grown up, I really had my faith in God. I hadn't really went to church. My, my, my family never sent me there. My father died, like, around the time I was born. So, you know, I never thought God be all that good if he let my dad die when I was around the time I was born. Sorry about that. It's fun. No, it's okay. Um, and just, it's, I'm going to, I think it's going to be a big problem for me to try to explain to her, you know, when she's bombarded all this and that and this and that, how I'm going to explain to her, you know, why uh-huh. That uh, they're they're smarter than you think they are. Uh, they can sift through the bullcrap uh, fairly easily and at a fairly early age. And you just uh, speak frankly and openly and honestly about what you believe and and tell her that you understand that in school they're telling her this and that and the other thing. But uh, you don't feel the, that way and uh, and explain why you don't feel that way and uh, let her make up her own mind because you know what no amount of co- coercion either from you or from the Catholics is going to sway her one way or another. She's going to make up her own mind. Yeah. Okay. No matter what you do, so you know, just and and again, and don't 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 ram it down her throat. And, no, of course not. Of you know, course you don't not. get yeah. hysterical. I, I, and I don't bring up any contrary opinion. Or she came said, well, okay, I believe this and believe that. Why don't you believe that or whatever? Do you believe this? And right. you don't have to just explain you just say, her what I do. The way I believe, and then tell her you understand that they're going to be telling her something different in school, but uh, they have an agenda and explain the agenda to her. But uh, and certainly don't react. With, with fear or no, 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 yeah. at the at the religious doctrine because most of it uh, evaporates in in the light of logic uh, as soon as the kids get to be like teenagers or something like that so Excellent. you know don't sweat it all right George all right take it easy Thanks. a lot of, a lot of kids and you know as soon as they grow up they will be making up their own minds and uh, in spite of what mommy and daddy and the priest tells them so and I don't hide any religious doctrine from the daughter as a matter of fact she has to tell me to shut up when I'm explaining the Bible to her 
and, and talking about the Bible and sharing Bible stories with her. I want to get her the comic book version of the Bible that I had when uh, I was younger that my sister sent me in order to try to sway me so that they get all the... Of course, they're only the nice Bible stories or the cleaned up version of the Bible. No baby killing or anything like that. God forbid. Mobile and Pompano, hello. How you doing? All right. Listen, two, two stories concerning organized religion. Okay? One is when I was... First of all, I'm Jewish. My wife is Catholic, but I want to get the book. Oi is right, but I'm telling you, the sex is great. I'll bet. Anyway, I take a Catholic girl, introduce her to sex, and never know what's going to happen. <laughs> um, anyway, when I was younger, and um, my parents, you know, they're not religious Jews, but they're traditional Jews, and they right. wanted to go to the synagogue, you know, where they attend us. Um, my older brother and I is, you know, for bar mitzvah lessons and Hebrew school and all that, but they couldn't go. And why couldn't they go? Because they couldn't afford the tickets. Of course not. And and I couldn't, you know, I heard them discussing this over dinner, and, and it, like, freaked yeah. me out. Like, you know, how come, you know, Rabbi so-and-so or, you know, the principal of the school isn't letting them go because they can't afford the tickets? Well, I want to tell you, ever since that day, <laughs> they could all go to, you know, you know where, okay? Are you talking yeah, there too. And there okay. too. Now, my father-in-law, nice guy, okay, he's on his fourth wife, okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay, but he's a nice guy. A couple of them died, one he divorced, you know, that whole story. Anyway, bottom line is is that he's into his Catholicism, and he didn't, he, he felt... Did you say he ended it or is into it? He's into it. Okay, go ahead. Okay, he's into it. And and he felt it to be really important to be able to take the little wafer, I, I guess, what is that called, communion? Yes. Okay. It's a but cannibalistic ritual, so they actually believe that that's real Jesus flesh and blood that they're eating there. Go ahead. Well, this was very important to him, okay? But he wouldn't do it because he was divorced. Right. Okay? The Catholic Church allows get... divorced people from taking communion. That is correct. Right. So so he wanted with his next wife, who was more more Catholic than he is and more into mm -hmm. the Bobamices, as Neil, Neil would say, yes. than he is, he wanted to be able to take communion. So he had to go through all these classes and get this and all and that and all, right? Right. The bottom line is... He wrote checks totaling $6,000. Oh, I was just going to ask you. That was my next question. All of these procedures that he went through so that he could eat the uh, wafer, those were free, right? Six no. grand. Six and grand. Because, and I tried to tell him, I said, I said, you know, you're, you, know you should just go and do it because you want to do it. And he said, no, wow. I can't do that. He wow. says, that's not right. And I said, you're a good person. You're going to go know, to the grave. nothing to do with it, sir. Well, I'm just, I'm just trying to tell you personally. Yeah, story. I know. I know. You know, six, I, I well, said, six I said, grand. Do you know how many Scientology audits that could have bought? I'm sorry. Go ahead. But, but what I'm getting at is, is that you know, even if he didn't want to give it to his grandkids, my kids, or some other, oh, I know. I mean, even if he wanted to just go out every day, yes. buy a homeless person a meal for the next, you know, six years, mm -hmm. it would have been better than than going through all that. that you CRA don't get into case. heaven. You don't get into heaven by feeding the homeless. Thank you very much, sir. Six grand. It's staggering to me. I could get a, a roof and a half for that. 1228 560 WQAM. Jim Mandich Talk Sports. Weekends right here on Sports Radio 560 QAM.
Jesus, kneel down and pray. So that's totally not what I wanted to play. I just wanted the drop, and that thing came out instead. But oh well, you know, whatever. This is like uh, fake shows until Neil gets back. Hi, Nisi. Hi, Jeannie. Hi, Vivine. Janine. Jason got your name wrong. That's all I can say. Or, or uh, there's somebody over there that I don't know. And I can't get any tickets for you, Nisi. The only thing I have to offer you is uh, casual sex. 27 till 1 on 560 WQAM. I was just thinking about the lady that called earlier, you know, because she mentioned the wife. And how do I know that she's being faithful and this and that? Like, how do the Christians know? They don't know, because we all know the Christians don't cheat. They never have extramarital affairs. Their relationships, their marriages never end in divorce, even though God joined them together. What God has put together, what God has joined, let no man put asunder, things like that. Christians never get divorced. Catholics, uh, you name it. They never get divorced. So I've got the same thing you've got, lady. Nothing. North Fort Lauderdale, hello. 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 George. Yes. Hi, right, great show, man. I really like the job you're doing. Thank you. Hey, I just want to tell you a little bit about my religious experience and see if that, that kind of weighs into what you're saying as far as the whole uh, religious fervor here. Go for it. When I was in, uh, you know, I was seven or eight years old going to Sunday school. I actually went to a private school and all that. I was, you know, my parents were semi-religious. And, uh, you know, I was a fairly smart kid, so I questioned things. And unfortunately, that used to get me into a lot of trouble. That boy, they hate that. They hate oh. questions. Do you realize that questions come from Satan? You understand that, don't well, you? That's yeah, what they told me. You'll see, you'll see. Satan is in my head because I ask questions. Go ahead. Exactly. Well, you know, one of the main questions I had was, if incest is wrong, which is what they taught us, you know, right. it was real big, incest is wrong, it's okay, well, if Adam and Eve had sex and they had their kids, right. where did the rest of the world come from? Yeah. They freaked on me. Of when, course. When You're not supposed to ask those questions. When my parents came to pick me up from, from a Sunday school, they called them into the office. Mm. I was never allowed to go to that school again. Ooh. They didn't say that I wasn't allowed to go there. My parents never told me why. But I was a smart kid, and I put that together. Of course. And over the years, whenever any of these religious people start freaking out on me, I would ask them that, and I would either get dead silence and they'd walk away, uh-huh. or they would start screaming at me. Or they'd start screaming. They don't have any answers for any of the contradictions that riddle that book. Yep, I can't get past that. I'm not going to listen to anything else they have to say because I can't get past that. Okay. Thanks a lot, George. Thank you very much. Well, you know, there's no saying that Adam and Eve were brother and sister. Oh, I guess they're children. But, boy, I've heard every answer about that. Like, where did where did Cain get his wife when he went to the land of Nod? You know, where did he get his wife? Oh, there were people there. And a lot of people, a lot of Christians will have told me that, oh, these were the first people, but that doesn't mean that God didn't create other people in other parts of the world after that. The Bible just doesn't mention those people. Oh, well, if that's the case, what else doesn't the Bible mention, like the dinosaurs and everything else? Mobile in Miami, hello. What's up, George? Hey, what's going on? Hey, but can you imagine how far ahead we would be technology-wise? If We'd have at least 500 years. We'd be at least 500 years ahead of where we are. Five We'd, to 800 years yep. because of these religious fanatics saying that destroying science is wrong. Destroying science, destroying scientific uh, evidence, killing scientists. That is from a, the devil right. and witchcraft and this and that. Can right. you imagine how far? We wouldn't even have cars that pollute the atmosphere. Right. You we, would follow, think, you know, I mean, we can speculate, but it just makes me want to cry when I do that. Five to eight hundred years yep. behind we are uh-huh. because of these religious fanatics. You got it, sir. I mean, it's mind-boggling. Because just remember, they're in direct competition. When, when the scientists appeared on the world and actually started 
for, for real, answering people's questions, every religion in the world turned against them and persecuted them. And of course, since they ruled, since yep. they were even above the, the kings of the world in power, or in some cases they were the rulership, like in, the, in Egypt, you better believe that right. uh, the scientific community instead was persecuted of, uh, and burned at the stake. Instead of landing on the moon in 1969, we would have landed on the moon probably in 1820 or something yep. like that. See you later. Thank you very much. Nope. Yep, don't get me going on that. That would uh, that makes me nutty. Mobile in Miami, hello. Hey, George, can you hear me okay? I can. Because I'm standing outside smoking un jointo. Anyways, um... Go ahead, sir. It's very interesting because, like, you were talking about... This guy was just mentioning something in passing about black magic and stuff like that. Right. Well... Voodoo magic. Out of some of the, uh, you know, personal research that, that I've done throughout my, my lifelong uh, quest to disprove anything religious and godly... Mm-hmm. It, um, I have discovered that <clears throat> the black masses and stuff originally, like the very first, which were recorded in Europe, were actually the um, participants were like high church officials. And the reason for that was they started the black mass as a way of absolving their guilt for all the desires that they were repressing, like sexual desires or even evil deeds, like, you know, you know wanting to kill somebody or something. So all these things, all of these things... All of these things. Well, uh, that's why they started the Black Mass. And, you know, of course, later it was adapted by other people who wanted to, like, like any other religion, they wanted to organize it, maybe uh -huh. even get some profit out of it. But, um... Okay, never heard that. Yeah, that's pretty much where it came from. Like, that, like I'm, I'm sure you've heard of that Friar Francis Bacon. Yep. Well, that guy sold his soul to the devil, I mean, very early. Listen, George, this yep. is very late. Uh-huh. But um, I wanted to do this for you, like, the first time that uh, you were on the air, but I never got to, so I hope that it, it hasn't lost its validity. Uh-huh. your cherry! Oh! Okay. I broke my cherry? Oh, I guess the uh, the talk show cherry, I guess. All right. Well, thank you very much, sir, uh, don't, and don't do it again. 22 till 1, 560 WQAM. Give your brain the day off and listen to the big dog, Defoe and Goldie. Mornings at 6, only on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Hi, Papa Juan Pablo. I thought Christianity was fairy tale. This religious thing was not for me. They held a big convention. Let me in for free. I had no idea what I was about to see. They were speaking in tongues that made me a believer. It was kind of fun to stick it out of my mouth. Speak in tongues. They got me believing my tongue is weaving from side to side. <laughs> The Lord will now embrace me I clap my tongue to the beat Now whatever I do, he'll forgive me Cause now I speak in tongues That makes me a believer And I'm having fun Playing around with my mouth Now I speak in tongues Fifteen to one five sixty WQAM. I've got mono and we've got the murmurs all queued up. If uh, people don't want to call today, I guess uh, I've exhausted the issue. Perhaps except for the guy in Weston. Get you in a minute, sir. We got the mobile first. 
but just in case, we do have lots of music today, but I'm still waiting for someone to accept the clergy challenge. Uh, any contest, you pick the, uh, the scripture out of the Bible, water walking, water parting, moving a mountain, turning water into wine, um, you name it, flying, you tell me which contest, uh, and uh, you bring God and uh, religion, and I'll bring science, and let's see who is uh, mo most effective at accomplishing it. Mobile in Palm Beach, hello. Hey, George, how you doing? All right. Fascinating show. George, I was a lot like, I was a lot like you. But you know what? And then we're, you got saved. No, no, I, well, you know, I missed the, the point. And, and who were, who, what was the Catholic Church um, during um, crisis time? Um, no, there, there, there was, what, what do you mean, where was the Catholic Church? Yeah, no, I mean, who, no, no, who, who was the Catholic Church? Um, would it be the Pharisees? No. Who, who thought that they were um, religious and they tried to live by God's laws and, what, what the, the, the organized religion right, at the time right. was the established uh, Jewish church. The Jewish. And what did Christ call them? Huh? He called them hypocrites. Hypocrites. Right. That's what, that's what he would call the Catholic Church now. Right. And that's if, just if he, what he would call all if, of them now. Of Jesus, course. Right, so, he, so he never that's told, again, when Jesus passed a basket, there was food in it for the people, right. not for them to put money in for him. George, George, you're so close. Listen to me. I'm, I'm you, you, are, you are so close. Listen, I was just like you. Um, um, that's where the big problem is. We have our, God, our eyes on man. You don't have them on God. And that's what I'm, I'm not talking about God. I'm talking about the Bible and all of okay. the other religious books and the churches. Right, right. That, you can have whatever kind of a relationship with God you want. Just leave me alone. Give me the freedom. I, I agree with you 100%. Give me the freedom to, to worship or not worship as I see fit. Leave me alone to have the kind of relationship with I God that with I want to have and keep your religious views out of the law of course. and you know, out of the schools. If Jesus was here today, he'd be... He'd be, all, he'd, 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 he'd be he'd, with the homeless. Right. He'd be he calling be, me up he and right be, on. He wouldn't he be bombing be abortion church, clinics. No, he wouldn't be course. bombing abortion clinics. He wouldn't be blocking them. He wouldn't be messing with people. He wouldn't be f***ing with anyone. He'd be running around doing good things for people. Of course. I'm That's what he would be doing. That. Don't, don't look at man. Right. That, was, that was the theme of my other religious show. Okay. Is what well, that's all I'm telling you. What would Jesus do? Right on, sir. Thank you very much. That was the theme of the other religious show that I did, is how the Christians are not doing what Jesus would have them do. But today, it's science versus Christianity, because the, uh, or, or any of the worldly religions. I'm sorry, I just picked uh, Christianity because that's the big one right here, right now. You could apply any religion to the challenge, and they would all fail. They would all come up short. Weston, hello. Enlighten me, sir. Hello, Weston, with the radio on. Let's give this guy time. I really want to speak to this person. There, they, they just heard me calling for them. Now they're running. Turn me turn the radio off. Oh, please turn the radio off. Is it off now? I don't hear it. You okay. don't hear it. It's off. Listen, I, I believe in uh, Christianity. I'm a Catholic, born yes. and raised. Mm-hmm. Uh, went away. Uh-huh. Came back. Went away from the church and came back? Yeah. Okay. So and? what's wrong with that? Whatever, whatever you want, sir. I just all I all I asked for uh, very kindly is please give the rest of us who don't want to live our lives according to a bunch of storybooks uh, the ability to do so by not making your religion a part of the law of the land. Well, no, I agree with that too. The Constitution clearly states that it should not be. Well, I agree with that too. I, I don't think that uh, you know the government should be involved in you know schooling and Catholic schools. Listen, the majority of my family is Catholic. Uh, I have other members of my family that are born-again Christian. I have many friends that are of uh, a variety of uh, religions, practically anyone that you can name. We get along with each other just fine. And I think that we can all get along with each other just fine as long as none of us make our policies a part of law. Law should be based on reality and things that can be proven. If you can't prove it, don't bring it to the table. 
That's all. Yeah. Don't bring it to the legal table. I agree with that. You know, I and think it's fixed. The government screws enough. By all up. means, it's it's freedom of religion, and sh- and which should also include freedom from religion for those of us who want to, uh, you know, use our brain and our five senses to get through life, and not a, a storybook well, or not your storybook. Well, you're telling me I'm not using my brain and my five senses, which I take offense to. You know, I don't say anything about you not believing. Uh, you know, you can choose what well, you want. Um, my point is that's what but don't, I use. Don't go on the air telling everybody your side and, and, and not giving somebody an opportunity to tell their side. By, by all means, use your side. I understand that you use your brain and your five senses to believe in what you believe in, but that's all I use. Do you understand? I don't put stock in a storybook. If you want to do so, then go right ahead. Okay, and you can do as you choose, too, which great. is fine. And we'll, and we'll keep... And, uh, but don't, don't we'll go keep. on the radio trying to say the other side and it's so great and right and it's the right way and you have all these facts. Well, you know what? I'll go on the radio and say whatever the hell I want, sir, because they stuck a microphone in my face. How's that? Don't you call up my radio show and tell me what I can go on the radio saying. West Palm, hello. Hello, hello. West Palm. Hey, how you doing, George? I'm doing all right. Um, you had it a little off a little earlier when you said that uh, the scientists were wrong and that's how you were uh, talking on the air. It's the great. I didn't say God. the scientists were wrong. What are you talking about? No, you, you, you just had your premise a little off. You said you were you, the... Uh, Scientists were wrong, and that's why nobody's car works. Their oh, I was being is, sarcastic. Yeah, well, their position is that it's the grace of God that allows your air your airway oh, to be working. Oh, that, that, no, there's no question. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I was wondering about your, you were, I was talking to you, uh, or not listening to you a, a while back, and you said you were, got married against uh, your ju- better judgment, you and your wife. Yes. And uh, I was wondering uh, why, why you did that. Well, well, because, because the society that uh, that we live in makes it very difficult uh, not to be married when you have a child and when you live in the same household and when, when you want to have community property. There really isn't an easy and convenient option for people who just want to have a, a partnership in life as opposed to a, a God-blessed, God-ordained kind of a religious farcical union. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. I could and just this do a mail order what is it? Or, uh, this is the country that was supposed to be based on the separation of church and state, correct? Amen, brother. You know? <laughs> it makes it very difficult. See, the easiest way for us to, to make our property, community property, and protect her rights and, and give her the right to, uh, to plan my funeral when I die and automatically inherit everything that's in my name if I should die, the, convenience, the convenientest way, did I, did I say that right, for us yeah. to do that was to, uh, to take a limo to a chapel in, in Vegas. It you know it was under a hundred bucks the whole procedure and it was quick and easy and then we went to dinner afterwards and uh, we didn't want to resort to that but that was the easiest cheapest way to do it. Yeah, the other thing I was wondering about is uh, you look at these religious people and they say I have a two thousand year old book and science has proved most of it wrong. Right. And but you choose to believe this 2,000-year-old book instead of the proof that's on the table. In, in you are it, God. In the, in the face of, of, of piles and piles of evidence to the contrary, yes. Right, so are, are they just like recruiting the uh, least intelligent people in the world? No, just, just remember, like they told me in sales class, people make emotional decisions. Very few people use their brain to make the decisions of their life. Their decisions are made by their emotions, the way that any other animals are, and they use their brain to justify the decisions that their emotions cause them to make so that they won't feel bad about the decision that they just made. That's how most people's brains work. So when they make the emotional decision to believe in a fantasy story that makes them feel good, they use their brain to justify it because that continues to allow them to feel good. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Or that allows them to continue to feel good. Because once they bring their brain into it, then it causes conflict inside their head. The discomfort arises out of that, the way that it did with me, and then you no longer feel good. Yeah, it just seems like people trying to cheat Darwinism or something. They they just they don't want to accept reality because reality isn't as pleasant a picture as the fantasy that they've bought. And thank you very much, sir. Thanks. You're, you're, you're very welcome. It's all an emotional decision. You do have, on occasion, very intelligent people, at least high IQ, I should say, that, that believe this crap. And the bottom line is they don't use their brain. They never bring their brain into the picture. They never bring their brain to bear and apply their brain to this problem. They, they, they attach themselves to a, a philosophy and a concept that gives them comfort, that makes them feel good, and they will not allow their brain to go on a thought journey that will cause conflict for them and cause them to doubt. And many of them have convinced themselves that negative thoughts, doubts, questions, and things of that nature come from Satan. And as soon as they, as soon as a question crops into their head, they go through whatever brain ritual they have for purging the question as opposed to pursuing the answer. Miami, hello. Hello, Miami. Yes, this yes. is uh, Mike from Miami. Hi, Mike from Miami. Uh, you know, I heard you in, in an earlier show uh, comment that you were, uh, you know, most likely quoting or have read the King James Version of the Bible? I have read uh, the King James Version of the Bible, yes, and also the Latin uh, Bible to an extent. Okay, well, in, in reference to that, I would like to help some Christians out. Oh, by all means. Uh, Corinthians, those with belief alone will be in this life most miserable. Hmm. Uh, and then getting back to uh, just about every other page of the New Testament, uh, Jesus is quoted in saying... The kingdom of heaven is within you, mm. and I'm the God of the living, and only being alive can you reach the kingdom of heaven. Okay. So the kingdom of heaven is within you. It's not in the sky. It's not after you die. You can only get to this kingdom of heaven when you're alive. Okay. Because it's within you. All right. Well, thank you very much. Okay. Uh, now, we don't, now we know where heaven is. It's within us. But, uh, you know, Jesus said a lot of things. Like, uh, if you look at a woman with lust, uh, you know, you've already committed adultery in your heart. So, we're our, we are adulterous, adulterous? We are adulterous bastards, Joe. You and I, every minute of every day. You are. I am. Oh, you don't have lust for the women that, that walk past you. Define adultery. Do you have lust? In other words, when an attractive woman, let's not name any names here in the building, walks by, you don't have lust? You don't, you don't pop wood? Sure, I have a lot. Well, you're, you're, that's adultery. Right I'm here. not committed to anyone else. You are an adulterer. You are an adulterer. I'm a freelancer right now. I can but, do that but, but You can't see that's premarital sex, though. Even the fantasy is premarital sex. So you've committed adultery in your heart. What if I want to marry her? Uh, uh, you can't lust after her until after you're married. Mobile in my, North Miami, hello. You committed adultery. Hey, George. Turn the radio off, please. I, I just did. Thank you, sir. Um, first off, Adam and Eve, it's... It's obvious to those who believe, and I do believe, I'm not trying to change your beliefs or what you believe. I respect you for what you believe. But anyhow, uh, Adam and Eve had children. Adam lived 980 years. That's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says. And you have to remember that that book was written by people, by men. By men, right, with an agenda. Barbaric men who took knives to their genitals. Go ahead. You know, there are a lot of people who believe that do good. As Neil said, 
you know, they're, they're, they're good people. See, I've known lots of good lot people, of people before, during, and after their, their bouts with Christianity, and they were good in spite of uh, whatever. Go ahead. So anyway. My, my point is keep it out of the law. Keep church and state separate. Don't make my tax dollars pay for, for your crap. That's all. I, we can, I we can get along just fine. I agree with you 110%. Thank you very much, sir, and God bless you. Four minutes till one. 560 WQAM. This is 560 QAM. Hello, this is Arnold. This is not a tumor. It's the one to two hour. Do you ever wish that your family and friends knew their Bible verses better? Well, I have the answer to your prayers. From the makers of You Sank My Martyr comes a game the whole family can enjoy, Crucifixion. Crucifixion is not just fun to play, but it forces everyone to know their Bible. And it's easy to play. First, someone picks a word or phrase from the Bible, and the rest of the group takes turns trying to spell it. But be careful. If you pick a wrong letter, your little Jesus doll gets nailed. Um, I'll take a guess. Um, how about a kid? Nope. Sorry, Billy. I'm sorry, Jesus. After three nails and one spear to the chest, everyone loses. But don't worry, in three days you can play again. So run down to your local Crucifixion toy store and grab up your very own copy of Crucifixion. Why not play tonight? Comes with a small Jesus doll, nails and a tiny spear, fake blood, wooden cross, and hammer not included. Crucifixion, a product of Trinity Brothers. 102.560 WQAM. Don't forget that WQAM invites you to catch all the action of the Fort Lauderdale Air and Sea Show this weekend from the Howard Johnson's Hotel located on Fort Lauderdale Beach. Lots of QAM activities from the QAM van, which will be parked right in front of the Hojo Hotel. For room information, call the Fort Lauderdale Beach Howard Johnson's at 954-563-2451. And as the whoring of the show continues, thanks again to Unsubbed at 95 Northwest First Avenue. Yummy uh, subs and salads enjoyed by all and smoothies. And now we have Baskin Robbins in the lobby, apparently, that uh, heard me talking about the the cappuccino, uh, whatever the hell they were, that got me all wired up this morning and making a lot of mistakes. So they're back with more. And hey, what the hell? The old man's not here, so we're going to hoard the show big time and hop up as much free stuff as we can. And Joe Castello wants to know where the escort service is for, uh, for us. Mobile in Fort Lauderdale, hello. George. Yes. Hey, what's going on, man? Great show, man. Going on. Thank you very much. Uh, Mono coming up later on uh, this hour. Go ahead. Excellent, man. I've, you know, I've got a real problem with, like, these uh, religious revivalists who were once, like, ex-junkies and then all of a sudden had a bad trip and, boom, right. Jesus just, found just them. Just remember something. For, uh, the people with addictive personalities only go from one addiction to another. All they can do is replace addiction in their life. They can't remove addiction. They just replace it for, with one thing or another. So, so that's the explanation for that. Right on, George. Hey, good show, man. Take it easy. All right, thank you very much. Yeah, the lady yesterday requested mono, so I've got uh, Playboys coming up later the, by mono. And I still haven't heard this on any radio station, including uh, KPX. Speaking of them, did I ask this question on the air yet? What's going on with them after 7 o'clock? They become um, NSU Radio, Nova the, Southeastern. Nova Catholic Southeastern, where University. yours truly used to DJ. Oh, yeah? Back so when it was WNKR Cable FM. Well, that's excellent. That's that, because now instead of going off at 7 o'clock, they actually have some alternative on in the evening. Yes. The only thing is that the Nova guys are a little more fragmented. You got your blues guy, and you got your, you know. Yeah. Whatever. Pretty that's good fun. studios over there at Nova. Well, they had some good stuff. I'm just glad that they don't go off at 7. That was very frustrating to me, going around in the evening. And in Broward, you can't really pick up BUM even after their uh, power increase a few years ago. 
and uh, and that sucked, and I missed it. And now we have something evening. Is that so? That just covers the whole rest of the night. Is I think it goes till two a.m. Okay, that's we used to go to two a- till two a.m. when I used to work there. Okay, well that's great. Anyway, KPX eighty-eight five in Broward County, mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello. Yes. Yeah. Um, going back to uh, the days of Moses. Yes, sir. When uh, Moses, Moses the child killer. Yes. Okay. When uh, hey, when the no, Jews words, not mine. When the Jews were living, were leaving uh, Egypt. Yes. And uh, laws were handed down, and besides the Ten Commandments, there were a whole lot of other laws given. Absolutely. Right. Some of these laws, for instance, uh, applied applied to the, for instance, the burning of clothes after somebody is deceased, the washing of hands after handling right that person. Sacrificing two turtle doves or two uh, young pigeons. uh, during each uh, menstrual cycle for right. them, and as oh, far as being separate the, the and point, sitting on any furniture, and uh, right. yes. The point I'm trying to make is that they didn't have any knowledge of microorganisms back then, uh-huh. and that well, hand washing was something. We've all heard this over and over again. It's a lot easier. All right, let's just say that there were very clever people that figured out certain things were unhealthy. It's much easier to get people to do what you want them to do when you tell them that God said so instead of I said so. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's why they said that God said these things. I think that they were a very intelligent and clever people who did discover that uh, some practices were unhealthy. And uh, in order to add extra leverage to what they were saying, they just said, look, God said so, so don't argue with God. Okay. You know, so where do you think that insight came from as far as nobody else in the world was uh, the same, you know, science, using universal precautions at that time? Little by you know? little, little by little, man got smarter. They figured out that having intercourse produced children. Yeah, that but that, eating, it, it, took, it took centuries and centuries after that before we even came to realize. Even the Middle Ages didn't even been, The human race has existed for six million years. Civilized man, civilized history started 6,000 years ago. So we've got... Six million years minus six thousand years, where okay. the human race just kept getting smarter and smarter and smarter, and learned how to write. Okay, I understand all that. Okay, let's go with Darwin's theory. Okay, Darwin's theory. So you go on, you go from the Cro Magnum to the next step, right? Now well, you go to get, one step. I don't have the evolutionary chart memorized. Well, neither do I, really. But right. to, go, to go to one from one step to another, uh-huh. I guess you're going to need a whole lot of mutation, right? Oh, yeah, or one significant one, yes. Right. That's say you need probably millions of them to get from one level Not to the other. Millions, thousands. Okay, and we're where, are, where are these millions and thousands of mutations? They're they're fossilized and they found them and they're in museums. They have every they, I think they might have found one, two, or three, no, maybe. No, no, I mean, that, they I mean found, that they've they have, debated sir, that. Sir, there are there are hundreds of, of hundreds, if not thousands, of prehistoric man skeletons at, at various stages of completion. And at various stages of evolution, well, depending on I'd how like deep. To see the literature this is, where this is a fact. Then go that, to yeah. a library, sir. Instead of going to church, go to a library. You can go to the Museum of Natural History in New York and see lots of uh, incompletely constructed skeletons. And there's like one skeleton that that uh, some people, knee-jerk uh, people, thought that they were going to make some bucks and claimed that it was a caveman skeleton, and it turned out to be an arthritic uh, ape. And that's what all of the Christians and all of the religionists point to when they want to discount evolution. They said, oh, they're all arthritic apes. There was one that turned out not to be a caveman. It was an arthritic ape. It wasn't found anywhere in the levels that uh, caveman skeletons are found, etc. and so on. Yes. But what about the missing link? The missing Ooh. link. There, nothing, there, are, there are no links that are missing, you realize. There are no missing links. Well, what's this missing link that they've been searching for? That the, there, no one is searching for a missing link. We have found all of the links. The chain is complete. It's the Christians that keep talking about missing links, missing links. It's just because what you hear about when you hear people talking about the missing link is we have chimpanzees and other apes, right? We have gorillas and orangutans and gibbons, 
right? We have all of those apes and then we have man. The common misconception is that these creatures, the apes that are in existence today, were the ancestors of man and these creatures turned into man. We didn't evolve from these apes, we evolved with these apes. We evolved from a common ancestor. We shared genetic material with them. They are family. We didn't come from them, we came with them through history. We came from a common ancestor that had offspring. Some of the offspring became the apes that we have today, and some of the offspring became us. We're not talking about the rock group. You know, we're talking about the descendants. And they have every stage. And you know what? They find different sublinks every, every year. They find another skeleton that fits nicely into a little niche between, you know, caveman A and caveman B. There's caveman A and a half. And every, every so often, every year or so, sometimes a few times a year, they'll find another skeleton that fits very nicely in the nice evolutionary chain, which is established, which is proven, which is a matter of fact. And you can deny it all you want, but where is the evolutionary evidence? Oh, you don't have any? Now we're back to the beginning of the show. 1209-560-WQAM. Jim Mandich talks sports. Weekend right here all right. on Sports Radio 560-QAM. What the hell? Where, what is it? Wait a minute. What is this? My anus. 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 My anus, my anus, my anus, my anus. Hi, kids. Y'all like cutting little sphincters? That funny little sound that comes right out of your sphincters? Want to copy me and do exactly like I do? Get paid for writing little songs about poo-poo? My brain's all gone. I'm trying to get my groove on. But I can't figure out which Spice Girl I'm going to fart on. And Dr. Dre asked, Yo, man, you pass gas? Hell no. So why do I smell ass? Man, you low class. Well, since age 12, it seemed like I always smelled. I thought ripping gases and tooting was pretty swell. I got pissed off when I took my jeans off and fought it so hard and turned my underwear backwards like crisscross. And every night I'm like, oh, dinner last. Then fought out my ass faster than a fat bitch who ate too fast. Smell this, honey. Yo, dude, wait a minute. It's my girl, cuz. I don't give a fuck. God sent me to stink the world up. My anus, my anus, my anus, my anus, my anus, my anus, my anus. My English teacher wanted me kicked out back in junior high. Said the problem was something crawled up my ass and died. I shot him in the face with my vapor. The worst happened later when I covered his desk with used toilet paper. Walked in the strip club, my intestines were filled up. Moved the bartender, took a dump in a tip cup. Went over to a dancer, had a buck in her garter. She lifted her leg up, and I knew she was a father. 99% of my life I was lied to. I just found out my mom got more gas than I do. I told her I'd grow up to be a famous rapper. Make a record about strange noises made on the crapper. You know you was dirt when the women rushed to leave. You tried to hold it back, but your butt needed relief. This guy at White Castle said it was pretty cool. But I had to go. Go drop the kids off at the pool. My 
116.560 WQAM. We're sucking on the Cappuccino Blast. Now, I didn't know they were giving these away today, so that's why we're, uh, we're whoring the show. They're sponsors, so we have to. Uh, that's our excuse, and we're sticking to it. You can get a free one at any of these 60 South Florida participating Baskin-Robbins. I have to say participating. I assume they all are. I'd call first. Anyway, you can get a free one from 5 to 10 p.m. at any Baskin-Robbins. Just uh, go up and get yours. What? It's their five-year anniversary. It's the fifth anniversary of the Cappuccino Blast is what it says on this horror copy over here that I'm yes. supposed to read, but I'm not going to read the whole thing. So uh, they're going to be, give, be giving away 4.7 million free cappuccino blasts, which is enough to fill two Olympic-sized swimming pools. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but nevertheless, go to Baskin-Robbins, get a cappuccino blast. I'm sucking one down now. They're really yummy. If I start to get a big phlegm ball, you'll know why. Mobile and Mamie Beach. Mamie Beach is what Joe spelled. Hey, George, what's going on? Hey, what's up? I just want to take this uh, one step further. If uh, either Jesus is the Son of God and all this is real, or it, he and his disciples have portrayed the biggest hoax on mankind has ever seen. Not just them, but all of the religious authors, but uh, let's just talk about them for now. Yeah, it, it started out with, I mean, what were they thinking when they said, hey, let's put all this together, let's make me the, make this prophecy come true. Well, they were thinking and Jesus is dead now, and uh, the, so nobody's going to listen to us unless we write all this stuff down and make copies and pass it around and somehow... Uh, you know, validate the stuff that he said. That's what exactly. they're thinking. They wanted to continue the church that uh, that Jesus supposedly started, which he had no intention of making a splinter group, at least according to uh, history. Hey, Mark Mosley. Good to see you, man. PJ's was great last night. Was any of your voice on there? Yeah. Absolutely. That was great. It's that, that, that's a funny show. Three more coming. Yeah? Yeah, three new ones. Great. Good for you. That's huh? Good that you got on a, a, a funny show. An actually funny show. How about that? I had nothing to do with it being funny. I just... Oh, I understand that. You're I think just that was a shot holding, up, morning. holding up your end. Oh, no, that oh, wasn't morning. a shot. Hey, I'm Dude, that was not... Day. Are you? Yeah. Okay. No problem. I'm I just one of these cappuccino blasts. Cappuccino blasts. From Baskin Robbins. Let's suck up appropriately. Suck I just play. played the Maina song. I can't believe you guys won't play that on the uh, morning show. It's not... You know, it's good, but, you know... I, I understand. No, we'll just... It's God exclusively ours. Good. That's all right. That's all right. We'll get you something else, something a little bit more cleaner than Maina's. George, in closing? I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. I forgot you were still there. Okay. And, uh, and in closing, uh, thanks a lot. Great show. I love, I love all your shows. And uh, Prince Planet Rules. Okay. Bye. Prince Planet Rules. Thank you very much. I, I, oh, geez, I hope I don't see Adam today. I keep forgetting to bring those tapes in. And if anyone out there knows where I can get some decent copies of uh, Prince Planet, by all means, I'll pay money. Speaking of paying money, the lasers finally showed up. If you want a laser, fax us at uh, 305-650-0198. Hey, what the hell? I got all these lasers. We're going to hawk them. We could uh, hawk them on the website because I'm just as cheap as Al Goldstein. I didn't want to pay retail for the lasers that I want to give to the friends, so I ordered a whole bunch. I ordered a whole bunch, and if, uh, if we get some faxes, I'll forward them along to Al if we run out of the lasers that we have here. But Joe's going to take some. They're the coolest thing. Uh, again, more of the power of science. You can have a laser in your pocket like I have one in my briefcase. I have a rocket in my pocket and a laser in my briefcase. You're not even giving it justice. I'm not. I'm not. Do, I'm, not I'm getting. I'm building. I'm building over here. To the best part of the laser is the assortment of the caps that go on it that say everything from no. Oh, geez, I'm on the wrong bank. Sorry about that. They say F- you. They project it on the wall as big as life. The further away you are, the bigger it is. With no diminishing uh, brightness, by the way. I lit up the neighbor's house across the canal. Lit up their yard. It was as big as the side of the house, and and it was as big, and it lit up their whole yard with a great big. F- you and then I also have the shit. oh I mean the eat shit, and you suck and uh, what else is there besides the finger which is my favorite just uh, a, a picture of the middle finger 
What all? There's the the for the soft-hearted I love you. Oh, yeah, there's the I love you in symbolic language and and uh, wingding language, and everything else. And um, they're great things. And Al Goldstein talking them on the I think on the Screw website. But we've got some here. I'll forward them along to Al if you want one. Mobile and Weston, hello. Hey, George. Yes. Hey, how's it going? All right. Hey, I wanted to. I have a theory about uh, how I could prove that Jesus walked on water. Okay. All right. Um, actually, I really don't believe it. But anyway, oh, here's my theory. One of those jokes. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Okay. Jesus and Moses were all sitting around, and Moses wanted to figure out how he could press the women. Okay. I, I'd love to hear the end. Oh no. I mean, I wouldn't love to hear the end. One twenty on QAM. Margate. Hello. Hey, George. Hey. Good show. Thank you. Um, I just want to let you know that uh, you need really need to take a look at the photo on page 12A of today's Sun Sentinel. Okay, I've and, got it right uh, here. <clears throat> goes right along with what we're saying. I didn't even look at the Sun Sentinel. I mean, I grabbed one, but there was enough uh, meat in the Herald. Well, actually, there was nothing in there. I just when I look at a photo like that, and although I'm not a Catholic anymore, I'm just glad I was brought up Catholic because I'd hate to. Be following that religion at that poor son of a bitch. That was, that was a source of great entertainment for me when I was a young kid, as uh, growing up Catholic. What is is this? The modern martyrs beating themselves bloody. That's that's. Oh that's, my God! All right, thank you very much, sir. All right, see you. Oh, these are uh, these are Muslims. These are Pakistani Shiite, shit Muslims, uh, cutting themselves during an Ashura procession in Karachi on Tuesday, and they've got scissors and knives and things like that, and they're hacking each other on the head. Uh, much the same way that the priests and Catholics do in uh, Latin American countries with the flailing of the chains. All right, we got our shirts. Thank you very much, uh, Cappuccino and Baskin-Robbins. Look, I'm drinking it. We're talking about it. He's taking a picture as well. He's going to take a picture here. Take a picture of me holding it. Smiling. One moment, please. All right. This wasn't one of the cups that has the stickers on it, though. I'll just write Baskin-Robbins on it. Payphone in Coral Gables. Hello. Payphone in the Gables. Hey, George. Hey, how are you? Great show today. Thank you. You know, one of the things that, uh, that annoys me most about religion, aside from the money-collecting aspect of it, is the concept of uh, forgiveness, divine forgiveness. Yes. Uh, that's a, a, a crutch that a lot of people use, you know, throughout history. They've used to get away with a lot of things. And like, I mean, to like, alleviate their guilty conscience or to raise funds? No, no, no. I mean, the fact that, that uh, all the major religions, whether it's Christianity, Judaism, uh, Islam, they all ha- hold out this offer of, of forgiveness, that you can basically do things wrong to other people. Oh, I know. And, and yeah. other and cause problems, and, and, but just, just as long as you ask God's forgiveness, you'll be all right. Exactly, which goes I, totally against my philosophy of yeah. you're an asshole, uh, burn in hell, burn in hell asshole. And I mean, I believe you've got you to answer for the things you do in this life. Absolutely, absolutely, and they, they give you an out, because just remember, the church doesn't care if you're an asshole. They just want the money going into the plate. So they'll give you forgive, you know, as if, as if they can bring forgiveness as to if. you. As if they, you know, they can somehow wave their hand and you are no longer an asshole. But understand, they don't care who's bringing the money to the plate. Not at all. I work in my office. I'm the, uh, hello? Yeah. Oh, sorry. In my office, I'm the, uh, I'm the only non-Catholic in there. And I'm, I'm by far the most, and in terms of our business practices and stuff, Oy. I'm definitely the most uh, moral and ethical person there. I, and because right. I don't believe that, you know, I can do get away with things. They, all, That's they right. lie, they That's cheat, right. they steal, and they just think they can go to church and confess it all, and it's all wiped away. No problem. See, I don't have that option to, That's go, right. to go for somebody to relieve me of my guilt if I do something wrong. So, so I don't do things like that to begin with, or I try not to anyways. Okay. Amen, I mean, brother. That's uh, exactly right. I, uh, sorry. I, like I said, i got to work on that whole cutting people off thing. All right, I'm going to take the break a little early because the song that I want to play is a little long, and we'll play it after the break. So 124 on 560 WQAM. Ed Kaplan knows the scores. Starting at 10, so the last game ends. 
weeknights only on Sports Radio 560 QAM. 
Anyway, that's Mono, Playboys from Formica Blues. I have no idea what radio station is or would play that. But nevertheless, it's all good. It's about like that. It's if you like Portishead or that kind of stuff, electronic, uh, retro, uh, that's what that stuff all is. I'm reading Chris's faxes here. Let me uh, answer these questions in, uh, out of order. Uh, no, Adam and Eve did not have belly buttons. The Jews are going to heaven. Uh, you can be an agnostic is uh, what I think you are there, Chris, because... Uh, if you don't believe, see, the atheist believes something definitive, and that is that there's nothing out there, uh, which I think is, is an exercise in futility to, to convince yourself about the absence of things. All of the evidence, well, let me put it the, like the other guy said, the caller said, none of the evidence points to a divine, big, sentient being. There is no evidence to support that. So until there is, we do not you know, consider that as an option. That's uh, the mentality that I've got over here. And the other point, which, um, and, and by the way, I do care also. I don't know where we came from, but I do care. Uh, I have questions. I would like to have them answered. I am curious, George, but the only way that we're going to get the answers to any questions is through science. The religious people, the, the, the book thumpers, whatever book they're thumping, whatever pulpit they're spouting from, they have not answered any questions. Uh, all they do is recycle and regurgitate ancient rhetoric. So there you go. And uh, what was the other thing here? Oh, yeah, there are a lot of religions that do um, allow for the salvation through other religions, but most do not. And the funniest thing that you'll ever hear is to hear two fundamentalist Christians, pardon me, Belch, uh, is to hear two fundamentalist Christians argue about the fate of the Jews. 
because the Bible says very clearly in the Old Testament that they're the chosen people and they're going to heaven. But then Jesus also said, no one cometh unto the Father but by me. So it's hysterical to watch them go at it, discussing whether or not the Jews have a back door into heaven. Actually, Jesus is the back door into heaven. The Jews are going right in the front door if you believe the Bible. Uh, Fort Lauderdale, hello. Fort Lauderdale, hello. And goodbye. Let's try Miami Lakes. My Jemmy Lakes. Boy, these buttons. Hello, George. Hey, yes. Hey, how you doing? All right. Good. Um, getting back to the argument, on, I don't know who brought up the question about uh, the differences between, let's say, the hominids, uh, the apes, and then the humans, and the, why... The what and the what? Well, the hominids, uh, the apes, and in oh, relation the to the, the humans. humans. Yes. Okay. Um, most of the argument that the creationists brought, bring up to the, to the table is, well, why aren't, why aren't there any subspecies of humans around? And there's a very clear answer to that question. Mm -hmm. um, we go back 40 to 50,000 years ago, according to um, records, uh, fossil records mm -hmm. of um, early humans, the Cro-Magnons, which right. were the populace in uh, the southern region of um, uh, India and mm -hmm. uh, northern, northern uh, eastern part of Africa. Mm -hmm. And we take the northern population of uh, northwestern uh, Europe, which were basically Neanderthal. Right. But uh, they're telling us to say Neanderthal. Well, well I'm never going to get used to that. Uh, uh, tomato, tomato. Right, know? exactly. Okay. Go ahead. Well, if you take the, 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 um, the and, way that... And by the way, they still don't know what happened to the Neanderthals. We could have uh, well, been with them. They could be extinct. Uh, it, you know. Well, uh, basically, if they didn't interbreed... We eventually, the Cro-Magnon, which is the Homo sapien, right. we eventually wipe them off the surface of the planet. Right, a more, a more effective uh, species. We are them. a more effective, we were... We extinct. That's where all the cavemen, all the subclasses of humans went, is every time that there was a new generation, a little bit smarter, a little bit faster, it wiped out the previous uh, exactly. generation. So ex exactly. So it's, like, it's, like all of the other animals that went extinct, as soon as another animal came into their environment that was uh, better able to fill their, uh, you know, their environmental niche. Right. Ex exactly. We, are the, the, we were the pre-selected... Uh, predator right. take advantage of the planet. Right. They were in direct competition with our race, and uh, they had to go. Exactly. Now, we, we, are, we can argue all day about why, uh, why are there still chimpanzees or why they're still gorillas. They, or... they evolved into their environment, and they, are, they evolved bodies and brains. That exactly, and they haven't changed. And they exactly. haven't changed. That's they right. haven't changed for millions of years. They haven't changed for as many years as we have. Exactly. Changed. And, and uh, just to prove a point, uh, back a few years ago, they would even deny the fact that animals... Uh, cannibal, cannibalized each other, right. and it has been proven that, chin, especially chimpanzees, which are they the are, most, they are notorious cannibals. They are notorious yeah. in going into other uh, territories, uh -huh. in hunting parties, yes. Yes, looking for the young monkeys. Chimpanzees will hunt other monkeys exactly and uh, and uh, eat them exactly. And and that and the actual brain food that went into their development of their brain mm -hmm. is bone marrow, right? Meat. <laughs> Have a good one, George. All right, thank you very bye much. Bye. And it's break time, 21 till 2, 560 WQAM. Give your brain the day off and listen to the big dog, Depot and Goldie. Mornings at 6, only on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Why are the pretty ones always insane? Oh, John. Oh, John. 
Well, when he was alive back in 1489, he was a little guy who stood four foot five, kind of round and pasty with a couple of chins, and he was in charge of the Vatican, Pope John. Pope John, Pope John, Pope Pius John. You see, the Pope took priests to get married back then and spread the money round to their offspring and kids. So the bankers at the Vatican, they married his sin, and that posed a problem for his husband and him, Pope John. The scandalous secret he didn't confess was that he was a pregnant girl under that dress. Back then they all dressed in drag that helped keep it hidden, because if anyone found out, he'd lose the gig, Pope John. One windy day his dress blew up in the dust and someone yelled, Hey, that guy has no nuts! And like Marilyn Monroe, his skirt billowed high and everyone knew it was the end of the line for Pope John. Embarrassed and worried the bank would go broke, the Vatican chimneys belched out holy smoke. From history, spin doctors had this erased not long after they had discreetly replaced Pope John. Pope John, Pope John, Pope Pius John. They buried him or her out of public view in a tomb held together with scotch tape and glue. These few words are written on his tomb. We pray that everybody will forget about you, Pope John. Pope John. Pope John. Pope Pius John. 14 till 2, 560 WQAM. I don't care what that guy in uh, Miami says. Boca Brian's a freaking genius. Davey, hello. Hello, Davey. Hey, how you doing? All right. Hey, listen, uh, since you tend to put a lot of reliance on science, uh, let me give you... That's all we've got, sir. Well, uh, no, it's not. uh, We have storybooks also, but, uh, you know, you you pick what you want. Okay, well, let me give you a little science that will help support my storybook. Okay. Um, You know, when uh, Charles Darwin... Uh, came up with his theory of evolution. Yes. And by the way, it still is a theory. No, but go ahead. Um, he based his theory on the fact that, or the supposition, that all life as we know it um, came from the spontaneous generation of a single cell, uh, which he which he deemed to be the simplest form of life on Earth at that time. Well, with the uh, advancement of electron microscopes, what science has found recently is that there is actually a cell in existence that is even simpler than the one Charles Darwin based his theory on. Uh-huh. Um, and to put this in perspective for you, the DNA structure of a human being has enough information on it to fill uh, volumes of encyclopedias that would fill Joe Robbie Stadium. And the information in this cell that science has recently discovered has enough uh, DNA information in it to fill, say, 10 volumes of encyclopedias, which is still a lot of information. Mm-hmm. Well, what the scientists did was they fed this information into a computer model to find out or to uh, theorize how long it would take for this cell to spontaneous, spontaneously generate in exactly the order the DNA structure was in. And what they found was that it would take another 10,000 years from today 
for that cell to spontaneously generate, which mm-hmm. means you and I would not be in existence if the theory of evolution were to hold so, true. So what you've got is pseudoscience and stuff that you read somewhere by some pseudoscientists about some cell that I never met, uh, and we go back to the original question, where is the evidence to support what you've got? Again, and I said it at the beginning of the show, the only thing that the world religions can do is take shots at the material, and I do mean material, that science has provided us with. Where is more material, sir? See, all you're doing is, is shooting, shoot, no, here, shooting I'm, shots I'm at gonna, Darwin. I'm going to tell you. taking shots at Darwin, who, who didn't have a microscope and based his conclusions on observations that he made in the Galapagos. I'm going to tell history. you I'm gonna tell you where you can get the information. Uh-huh. I can't give you the scientific publication that it's in, but I can tell you who can. I got this information from a convention that was put on but here. Sir, understand this. By disproving whatever science has given us to date does not prove your point. But it doesn't, dis- do it doesn't do disprove my point either. Uh, it does, doesn't disprove your point, but the, the people on See, the you, pulpit, you haven't, the you people haven't standing offered... behind the pulpit, sir, are making specific claims, and they're expecting us to take their word for it. Some of us don't want to take their word for it. Some of us want a little bit more than the guy in the funny dress and the funny collar says so. Yeah, but the problem is, when, when you find out the truth, it might be just too late. That's, that's really what... Oh, oh, is that what it is? When you find out the truth, it might be too late. Well, when you find out the truth, it might be too late for you also, like your life will be over and you'll realize that you wasted it basing your life well, but, on a storybook you know what? Instead, of, instead of going through life dealing with well, things as can they I are. Can I say something? Can I say something? By all means, please. You know, all I've done, if, if I'm wrong, all I've done is wasted a lifetime. Right. But if I'm right, you've wasted eternity. I, I have no fear of death and I have no fear of going before the throne of whatever is up there and explaining how I lived my life. Well, I, have, I have a great deal of confidence in what I will say to the Supreme Being if and when I meet him face to face. Okay. Well, again, okay. I'll, that's that's great. And, thank you. And and good luck. Thank you. Thank All you very right. much. And and good luck to you too. Because God made me. He knows what's in my head. He knows my heart. He knows my conscience. If He's there, and I live my life the way that I believe that He would have me live my life, if He's there or if He's not there, because it's all the same. Whether or not God exists makes no difference in how I lead my, lead my life, because I lead my life uh, doing, you know, like Neil says, do no harm. I am as helpful as I can possibly be, as I can afford to be to the people around me. I go to great lengths to not harm the people around me. I am a support, a, a, a bastion of support, a pillar, a marble post to the people around me, to my friends. Joe Castello can attest. Have I ever turned anyone down for anything that you know of? No. No. Never. Never. And that's how I go through life. And, and I can do no better and neither can anyone else. And, and I will be judged accordingly, and so will everyone else, if there is a judgment day. And I'll say it again. The people who have the most to fear from God on judgment day are the people taking money in his name, because he didn't tell you to do that. The people standing up there telling other people how to live their lives according to what God supposedly told them. They're liars, and they are in the most danger of anyone in the world. 9 till 2, 560 WQAM.